action. Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! I take this It's the Fortress Film Society on the Chad Duke Show. Happy 11 days till Halloween, friendos. Very, very excited. It is the Fortress Film Society. We are recording Wednesday evening in the year of our Lord, 2021. As the crow flies, some of you are watching. Ooh, there's people watching live. All you have to do is become a Facebook supporter. You can watch live. Um, is Corey Rita here? Uh, he said something about 66 sucking it from the back. Is he showing up here tonight? Uh, he can't make it tonight, no. Oh, wow. That's very sad. Well, we see who's dedicated. I want to thank uh, John Page for being here tonight, fighting through the traffic. And, of course, uh, Joe Tannehill. Um, I am your host with the most, Big Shoot. We're here to talk about the flicks, joined as always by the Clam fan, Cold Soldier. I talked to Shaky Knee tonight, by the way. What? Texted back and forth a little bit. There's no ill will. Towards I know, it's just Sam Clams. It's still a bit of a momentous occasion. Yeah, we're going to, uh, it's going to be awkward if we go to Tennessee and don't see him. So, That's uh, true. We'll have to see how that goes. We're going to have to ease our way into that. But, uh, Tor, good to see you. I bet you didn't know that being the Clam fan means you're a fan of Shaky Knee. Uh, well, I, I'm very shaky right now anyways, and it's, very it's, shaky. it's easing down right now. We're doing okay. It's easing down. I assume you mean your dick, because when <laughs> I came in <laughs> earlier, Tori had his dick out the window, and I uh, couldn't figure out if he was pissing, and he said, no, I'm not pissing. I'm just airing it out, Dukes, and I uh, <laughs> I guess, is that your genitals? you wave your genitals out the window whenever we're here? Well, it's starting to become, uh, I guess, autumn. I, I kind guess, of. Kind of. So Ish. I wanted to open up the, uh, the window like we normally do up here and uh, get a little more... Uh, Nice breeze going through the air. Some people lick their finger and they stick it up in the air to see which way the wind is blowing. Mm -hmm. Tor produces his genitals. Yeah. His undersized genitals. They get sweaty and then lets the the breeze hit it. Certainly do. Uh, Jimmy J is on the ones and twos back there. I'm going to hire him a hooker. And there is... I could keep a secret, Jester. There's uh, there's Loud Goat. Yes. yes. Also yes. here to host this bad boy. Hello, Goat. Hello. And uh, all I know is that if nothing else is accomplished this evening, evil will die tonight. It will die tonight. I, I wish we heard that a few more times this past <laughs> week. My goodness gracious. And then I... Uh, well, we don't need to get to that. But we'll, we'll talk about Halloween Kills tonight. Of course, we'll talk about the latest pick of the, uh, the Fortress Film Society, The Tube. In the building. Hello, Tuber. More inner torment than usual, I would say. Bummed out. uh, After a recent premiere of a feature film. I'll have to watch that. We'll watch that. We'll talk about that as well. You saw a film that I didn't recommend, but uh, told you about a little while ago. And uh, it's always a bummer. Go like, this is uh, whatever the, the... there's bipolar. This is the opposite yeah. of the swing around. This is the depressive part of the manic depressive. Uh-huh. That's where Tube is tonight, uh, which stinks because it's almost like a different person. Well, there's a lot of runway left in the evening. Hopefully, we can you know get him back on course. Well, he dove for the liquor cabinet, which I was very that's excited the, about. That's both a good thing and maybe a cry for help. I'm not sure which, but you know maybe a little bit of both. He, all, all for the good of the show. Sure. Uh, well, you polished off the Bowmans. Thank you to Money Monk for dropping that off. And then uh, I forgot. I think it was uh, Orgy Beard actually produced the bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace, which you're working on on 
now. So I, I'd give you 40 minutes. I think by the time the piss break rolls around, you should be right as rain. Cool. I think so as well. I mean, the piss break sets everybody right. I love it. Yeah. Because also we go down there and I, what I do is I get in between goat and the tube and then I do some cross-country skiing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do some cross-country. There's a reason yeah, we sit all there and... look forward to it. So. <laughs> Those poles are lubed up by the end of that session, by the way. I do the black diamond, if you know what I mean, is when I'm down there in the bathroom. Is that, is that what you guys do down there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's what I do. I do some cross-country skiing like this. I mean, you're loop that audio a couple more times, by the way. Give it like an extra 10 minutes on it tonight. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fun. I did, Dotson took his uh, medication, so yeah, he's, he's in a bad mood. trouble. Yeah. He has trouble keeping it hard on. He had a hard day at work. Um, couple under of, a lot of stress. Well, I just don't like seeing him like this goat with this time of the year. This is—I yeah. remember the, the first year that I started hanging out with Adi on a regular basis. He came skipping into Commonwealth Dry Goods the first day. It was like cloudy and overcast and yeah. cool, and there was like a light drizzle. And he went, "It's here! It's here!" And he was hopping around from foot to foot. And I was like, "Oh, this guy is—he uh, really does love the autumn season, and not so much this year, huh?" I've been sober for three days. So. Oh, that is—that's oh. nothing anybody wants to hear. I've been sober for twenty-four hours. And I want to kill myself. <laughs> I, I will get there. I was afraid you might have already been in the. It's almost here, so that means it's almost over kind of mode. I am dealing with that a little bit because the first, I mean, this has been talked about on the, the, the weekly program as well, the daily program. It, it's We got robbed of the first, the first two weeks of Didn't the month. Didn't have any of it, yeah. And, like, that was, that was fucking with me. And I thought wedding, uh, weather was actually pretty good for the event out at Flying Ace. It was fantastic. Um, a little too warm. I would say yeah, it like, wasn't like fall a hundred percent, but yeah. Sunday, Saturday, Sunday was the best it's been since that, that Saturday of the event, but it has been messing with me a little bit where I'm just like, you know, I can't even, I'm still like sweating when I'm taking the dog out. It's hot. And like, that is a fucking problem. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're all the pumpkin beers out and we're going to see the in season movies, the horror movies, the leaves aren't, the leaves are finally changing now, but they weren't like, that was really yeah. messing with me. Not in my neighborhood. No. Here's what they're doing. They're going from green to dead. That's, yeah. they're they're falling off, but they're staying green, which does it does kind of stink. And if you're listening in like you know Arizona or one of these places where you don't experience it, but one of the reasons why you live here is you know we've been known to put together a halfway decent autumn. You're supposed in a while. to get the seasons yeah. at least in this area. I mean, you're almost getting like inverse seasonal affective disorder, where like people who live for the sun once the winter fall and winter come around, they get all depressed because it's not as sunny anymore. But we get it a little bit because it's too sunny. It's too warm. It's not supposed to be this nice. It's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, my wife is at Fair Oaks Mall right now, and she is just texting me pictures of storefronts. Not just Christmas items. Wall to wall. Yeah. Full on Christmas. And um, the notion, I remember when people would bitch if it came out before Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's over with. I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, we're ten, we're eleven days from Halloween. Yeah, They've gone full holidays. Yeah, you're falling all the way back into the catacombs at uh, Helm's Deep at this point against the Christmas rush. Yeah, so yeah. it's you have given up the front line and the the first fallback line. So it's, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't ever want to come across as anti-Christmas because I'm certainly not. But that right. bums me out. But don't you know that it's all about? They don't sell shit as much shit for Halloween. They don't sell as much shit for Thanksgiving. They sell all the shit. I mean, these stores are basing their entire infrastructure yeah. on the holidays. I, I didn't realize how much until we owned a store, but we make more during the holidays at Commonwealth Dry Goods than we do nine months leading up to it. That's I mean, you, you fucking can't yeah. compare it. So I'm with you. I don't li I love Christmas and I love seeing the decorations go up, but before Halloween is a bit much for me. It's to a stomach. little aggressive. Yeah, I'm still. Ex I just love the new bit now. All these streaming apps, like look at all these horror movies we have. <laughs> they have all the imaging, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, we're all in. 
Uh, and we're just moving on from that. If you follow uh, Bloody Disgusting on Twitter, they'll put out like master lists of. It's a horror movie like website tour. <laughs> they write articles. Uh, I, I, I couldn't they write, tell. They write articles. It's a it's blog about Tor's <laughs> ex's genitals. Oh They they put out like a master list of uh, all of the movies on all of the services like in one little graphic. It's it's pretty useful. Very cool. Uh, well, guys, let's uh, take a sip before we start because people are out there trying to get. <laughs> Jim Jester, hey, that's real loud, by the way. That's extraordinarily loud. Mark Borger, thank you so much for the donation. If you would like to get Jester paid tonight, you go to chadduceshow.com. There is a uh, donation tab up there. You can throw us a donation and help get Jester a little gas money to get way up back to Dundalk, um, which we're excited about. Excited to get his face tattooed on Biker Sean, which we're also very uh, happy about. Well, boys, I see you both forgot, but I didn't forget. So I got you your Halloween gifts, so I brought them out here today, and I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hand these, if you don't mind, uh, Dottie, hand these over to Goat. Oh, actually, yes. I wrapped those myself. Oh, and this is yours. There's a little guy on top of that there. So I've uh, I've always admired your gift wrapping. Thank you so these, much. Yeah, this this is fantastic paper as well. I did. I, I ordered that also because I don't like I don't like getting a Halloween gift with birthday wrapping paper. Yeah. you know, I just not gonna cut it. And I figured. There really is no reason I shouldn't have a stock of Halloween wrapping And paper. the ribbon is also seasonally appropriate. The little jack-o'-lantern faces. I'm going to level with you. The wife did the ribbon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's not go all the way. I'm just saying. Hard know. as a motherfucker, as the kids say. But uh, those are for you. And, of course, we generally... Uh, I think I think this will be the last Fortress Film Society before... And to be fair to you guys, like Pussing Balls, but there's no text sent out saying... I believe I misread the Halloween. calendar. Yes, yes. I, yes. But, uh, we got 11 days. Yeah, there's plenty of time. And also, I honestly have enough shit. So if you... <laughs> just, if you just are like fuck off, like that's fine with me too. I mean nonsense. I will say our our, our Halloween gift exchange I think is going on at least four years. At least it's, it's, it's one of my favorite things about our friendship. Joe, what is that one you're opening there? This is the cylindrical one. Oh, that one's worth a little bit of oh something. Then so. I'm going to be even more careful. No, no, no. You should be fine. You're ripping open. There's a bubble wrap. I see. I, there's directions on here to get the tape off for the bubble wrap. I appreciate. Yeah. That also, correctly. I left the bubble wrap in case you want to put it back. I don't know how you're going to display it, but um, Dottie, there's a little tiny thing on top <gasps> of yours. Okay. So be careful. Ooh, I think I do you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have one already. I do, do not. Okay, I have good. seen these on the intro nets and have been very enamored with them. Yeah. Well, apparently there's. Um, I think it's Yummy Mummy is worth about three times what that one is. I, I looked into that for you, but it seemed a little a audacious. bridge too far, yes, and I yes. totally understand. This is a uh, Funko Pop soda figure. It's in a little soda can of Count Chocula, but it's sealed, which is yes, sealed with the original shrink wrap on it, which. I think at this moment it's going to stay in the original shrink room just for the time being. It's I'm up a, to you. I'm going to make that decision over the next few days. They were definitely cheaper if you bought them out of the package. Yeah. But I also I know you a little bit, and I think popping one of those things open to, for you would be fun. The joy of, of, <laughs> of unboxing is a yeah. thing. Yes. So, so I wanted thank to give you, you very choice. much. Sure, this is sure. fantastic. The I other one's very this. small. The other, other thing I got you. <laughs> what do you got there, Dolly? <laughs> A very select few people are going to understand that, I think. Ah! Oh, no. Oh, that's tragic, but it also is, amazing. It is uh, It is an enamel pin of the final frame. The very of, final scene. Of Sleepaway Camp. Which just destroyed my ability to enjoy movies. I mean, truthfully, if you don't want to watch the rest of the movie, just fast forward until there's about 10 or seconds Or just look at Dottie's pin. Yeah, just call it a day. Just look at Dottie's pin. Dude, this is the best 
pin I right. have ever oh seen. I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And then I was like, if Dotson owns a jean jacket, this has to go on, on the fucking front. <laughs> well, like every every ninety days or so, the three of us will be will be deep oh, in conversation yeah. in a group chat, and I'll just throw that image yeah. in there, or or it'll just be like, hey, goat, remember the end of Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> yeah, right? It doesn't have anything to do, no context whatsoever. It's just had a like, double up there. Right? Oh. <laughs> to go along with it, a Sleepaway Camp T-shirt. I feel like you had to get that into the including rotation, including several of the murders and that chick where we couldn't figure out if she was 13 or 23 exactly <laughs> so he felt guilty about being steamed up but uh yeah all the there's some kill scenes on there. that is tremendous cool. i mean that's just fantastic that movie is a huge recommend if you like horror movies i wouldn't subject anyone else to it oh and by the way like getting fucking just roundhouse kicked from the uh you know anthony pettis up on the cage kicked in the head at the right end of that it's like point. oh by the way guess what yeah Wait. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, oh, oh you like that? Oh, I figured I, that was this is this is phenomenal right here. And nothing else for on display. It's seasonally like. appropriate, yeah. and you know, if only being decorative. But it's also just it just feels right. <laughs> it's a good condition. Yeah, digester steamed up. Oh, this is so great! It is the best of WCW NWO Halloween Havoc on VHS. On VHS, yes. <laughs> Highlights from the darkest event in wrestling. I loved that slug oh, line, by the way. This it is just, so great. Just seemed to make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, that the best. Best set as far as pay-per-views are concerned. Excellent. They always manage to get it right with the giant jack-o'-lantern and the graveyard to a varying degree. I might have to see if I have a functioning VCR to pop yeah. this in and see if it works. I but, love the logo, too. I mean, it's always so great. That's one of the things when they resurrected stuff for NXT, the fact that I think Halloween Havoc was part of that. It was. It made me very happy. I had and, to scroll through a lot of NXT Halloween Havoc shit to find that, actually. The, the, so. And I thank you for your no efforts problem. because there's a big old picture of La Parca on the back. <laughs> So Holy I, shit. I, fuck can you go I wrong know with I'm in for a treat with this one. I'm actually kind of offended the goat doesn't have a framed La Parca print in his house. <laughs> I feel like that should be something that you have in your home. Oh, there's a shot of the giant in pain or angry and Macho Man in his uh, black and white gear. Hey, leaning rest in defense. peace. Oh, the madness. This is, this is tremendous. Running wild up in heaven, loud goat. Indeed. Thank you, you very oh, much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And happy Halloween. Happy to Halloween you. to both Indeed. of you. Yes, excited to be here. Uh, let's go ahead and thank Wise. He's doing the greatest bit in the world, John Page, for donating yeah. from the studio. Thank you so so much, John Page. Donations are a little light tonight, John Page, so you are much appreciated. We are halfway to getting Jester paid, by the way, if anybody's interested in helping out with that, because if not, he's going home empty fucking handed. I'll tell you that much. I can assure you of that much. Um, all right. Thank you to everybody that is watching on Facebook. If you'd like to watch on Facebook, if you're listening to this, you just need to become a supporter. We stream these live, and they are a shitload of fun. So... Um, well, let's begin. It oh, was, yeah, it uh, is actually the Fortress Film Society. It's it was. not just gift exchange and happy times. Yeah. But the uh, the tube was uh, in charge of selecting this week's cinema masterpiece. 1992's Deep Cover, directed by Bill Duke, starring Larry Fishburne uh, in the opening credits, and Jeff Goldblum. Um, this is uh, available on HBO Max. If you care to pause the episode now, go watch the movie, and then come back to, uh, come back to the show as we discuss. But it is about... A straight-laced uh, Los Angeles cop who becomes uh, recruited by the DEA to go undercover as a drug dealer, infiltrate a drug operation tied to uh, to South America. And um, the further in he gets, the uh, the more the lines are blurred between his law enforcement work and his uh, desire to climb the uh, the ranks and 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 further uh, his his own career i guess in drug dealing as he yeah. becomes partners he with starts Jeff Goldblum. to starts to wonder if maybe he made the right career choice out of the game you know because <laughs> apparently he's really good he's at freelance it. somewhere else and maybe this is his full-time gig yeah so. <clears throat> um 
I, I didn't realize how early 90s this was. Yeah. I mean, this was like right on that cusp of, and when he goes, there's a scene where they go into the club and there's a guy rapping. And the difference between, mm-hmm. like, I would even say when the chronic, like, 90, because at the end of it, you got 187 on a motherfucking cop with Dre and Snoop. Yeah. Which is, feels like it's a different decade than the songs that were actually in the film. So it, it, it's, it plays to me more like an 80s movie than it does okay. a 90s movie. I mean, I the say. first, you know, the, the early 90s are sort of in that that generation without an identity as far as movies are concerned. Like, we've left behind 80s cheese but we haven't right. quite gotten into the, um, I wouldn't call it a renaissance, but like Fincher wasn't really on the scene yet. Tarantino, I think Reservoir Dogs had probably come out the same year, but that like, like right, Tarantino yeah. hadn't really broken through with Pulp Fiction yet. We hadn't gotten that new, the Coen brothers like just kind of still figuring it out. We hadn't gotten this new era of filmmakers. So you still have, I mean, you still have like the classics coming out later. Like you have Silence of the Lambs, you have Goodfellas, but they hadn't really gotten an identity as far as like, what are the movies looking like? Um, now and and the, those like three years was kind of the limbo that they were stuck in. Much like the early '80s, I think that we've talked about before. Before yeah, they kind of get the into 70s, the stylized, like yeah. they're, they they're almost like lost, like past the '70s. Kind of similar energy with this one. The first five to seven minutes of this movie is so goddamn batshit over the top. Yeah, <laughs> that I could I barely could believe it. And I think maybe part of that has to do with, uh, regardless of how you feel politically about what's going on in our country. You just you're so much more sensitive to language, even if you don't believe you should be. You are just because mm-hmm. there's there's so much so many more ramifications, and we're seeing I don't know how many thousands of people to go up to protest. You know, Dave Chappelle, the biggest comment comic on the planet outside of fucking um, his place of work, and so just. First of all, the scene with his dad, with Lawrence Fishburne's yes. father, <laughs> is so fantastically over. It just it smashes you over the head. With a hammer, I mean, it's just, at first I was kind of like, oh, God, like, this is so ham-fisted. Is this whole movie going to be like this? But goddamn, did it set the tone, him watching his, uh, spoiler alert, watching his father, by the way, scream at Santa Claus, hold the pistol and the money up, and go, yeah, yeah, son, yeah, this is how you do it. And what was it, like 10 bucks? Yeah, it was yeah. like 10 bucks, and then he gets his guts blown out. By, I guess he shot some woman for no reason. God, that was an outrageous way to open up that film. Yeah, they dropped you into the deep end of the pool and and challenged you to swim, for sure. There was no time wasted setting the scene as far as what shaped uh, Larry uh, at that point. Uh, Larry Fishburne's character, his entire scope of, or his entire outlook on life uh, as as he would grow up and then end up, cut quick cut to him being on the police force uh, during that interview process. Um, It was... First off, I was like, oh, look, in this day and age, are we allowed to call it a Christmas movie? Because at least 12 seconds of it happens at Christmas with snow on the ground. Right. That's but, what people uh, do. And then the interview process. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Like, wait a second. Like, how quickly would human resources get involved in this? Like, that's uh, a hard R. It, it really, really <laughs> was. A, it was the hardest R I've heard that's in a, a while. hard R. Yeah. Yeah. And the first guy, I, f- I actually felt bad for the first guy in the interview. I'm like, wow, he seems like a nice guy. And, and then, <laughs> you know, you're infer- what you're inferring here. And the second guy probably had, you know, the appropriate response. True, true. And then old La- Lawrence Fishburne, uh, welcome aboard. <laughs> you're an undercover cop. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, they're, this- they're leveling us with both barrels here, literally. Yeah, and this was, I believe, before Lawrence Fishburne had become... I guess, well, right around the time, he became like the voice of reason in a lot of movies uh, that dealt, especially with things like race relations. Sure. Like, uh, 
what was it higher education well boys in the hood and boys in the hood yeah. like where he was he was the dad but in like higher education he was the professor who was always telling people to stop being angry about the past and change the future so he had these two sort of roles like that that were kind of around the same bracket for this movie and in here it's it's interesting to see him in this role. Well, also, he, he plays the level-headed guy. I mean, think yeah. about a fucking uh, Event Horizon. I mean, he, he yes. the, the, how well, chaotic that movie. He plays like the level-headed executive type pretty well. Until, we're leaving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. We're getting the fuck out of here. There's a yeah. demon shit. We're getting sucked into hell. Also, it was very jarring to see him clean-shaven in the interview process. That's true. Very true. weird to see Lawrence Fishburne without facial hair. He's in Red Heat with Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, and wow. Jim Belushi. And he's got to be... 20 I was seven say, I had forgotten he was in that but it's just he's very he's very lean and he has hair and I think he has like that just the, the mustache the 80s mustache and it's just odd because he's Morpheus you know mm-hmm. and, and I, him and I, in, in apocalypse now he's like like a teenager that's almost. right I he's like 18. Yeah. uh he's the one that's in when they they have it ain't you like isn't he running back mm-hmm. the the part about um about the Morpheus thing, I saw him do an interview. I forgot which late night talk show it was on. He's like, people don't think I'm Lawrence Fishburne. They just think I'm Morpheus. <laughs> so they come up and they ask me questions like I'm Morpheus. And then I lean in and say, you think that's air you're breathing there? And they freak out and run away. <laughs> I'm like, that's good. Play along. That's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> He's, I mean, it's so over the top. The part where they're in the limo, Dude. I, I, I couldn't believe. I was like, how did... This is the most chaotic thing. I've, I can't, just filming this feels so chaotic yeah, the, to the me. The high-pitched screaming that he's doing, driving it's the so limousine. It's so out of character. <laughs> it was so just like, it. Like the whole movie it, like feels cocaine-fueled, both like in the script and behind the scenes. Yeah, it's, it's that bridge between unabashed action movies, like you said, of the 80s, where everything was over the top and maybe even a, a bit, quote-unquote, unbelievable, into the more grounded kind of serious dramas it's kind of a companion piece to new jack city in that way where new jack city is really loud and bombastic and it tells this story that oh yeah i guess this could happen but all the shots of the people in the crack house and all the stuff you're like well this is clearly a little bit exaggerated right this can't be real so you have that kind of on steroids in this movie where you've got the added element of the incredibly straight-laced lawyer who just happens to also be involved in this incredible right. underworld that was web a, and- that was hard to stomach what about the other drug dealer, the bodybuilder guy that's just walking up and oh, then yeah. blowing I, people's heads Ivy, off yeah. in the middle of the street and then pissing all over Lawrence Fishburne's boots in the bathroom? The, the, the entire open-air drug market right on the street <laughs> as the cops are watching. And I mean, I know that open-air drug markets were a thing, yeah. but this felt a little brazen Go in the Go 60 minutes of north of Charm City. I'm sure you can find one or two up there. <laughs> um, I, it was, I live there. You hear Jesse Lefton over there? T-blocks from White Flint. Um, Shut your mouth. You're putting me out of business. <laughs> How do you think I pay for cable and dish network in the Jester household? Um, it was... Uh, it went. I went back and forth quite a few times from being very entertained by it and being like, "This is so, it's just so fucking crazy." Like mm-hmm. it's such a crazy. And Jeff Goldblum is just—he was prime Goldblum. He's in this as movie. bat shit, if not yeah. more, than Lawrence Fishburne is. And and uh, Tor and I talked about it on today's show. My favorite part of the whole movie is when he stopped being a lawyer and he became a criminal with the hair slicked back and the big leather. He looked trench. like a GI Joe villain. He's yeah. just blowing people's heads off in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the street, left and right. Well, you know, Barbosa told him to kill a man; it'll change your life, and it would. Uh, you, so you know he took that to heart. He's so. a silly goose. 
Yeah, apparently, the uh, more powerful you are, the wider your shoulders were in your jackets. So. <laughs> those are some of the fair. biggest suit jackets I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Very I'm, much the early 90s. I'm a big yeah. fan of those. Uh, guys, let's thank Spider Clamp for a nice donation. Thank you so much, Spider Clamp, helping us get Jimmy Jester a couple of bucks to buy some gas. And Enoch actually hey. donated. Thank you so much. Enoch Botang. I learned how to pronounce his name correctly. Right out of the gate, one take, just like The Rock on his new rap song with Two Chains, wherever the fuck that was. The no reason chains? for a second. We're Tech good. Nine. It was Tech Nine, right? Yeah. Two Chains is Titty Boy. Tech that's, Chains. That's his. That's his nickname. Titty Boy because he worked on pornography movies, where oftentimes there are uh, prostitutes like Ant Man hired, which Tor is going to hire. All right. So, um, what do you think, Lottie Dottie? It's your movie. <laughs> I had a I had a really good time with it. I think it was the perfect length. If it was any longer, I think it would have been a problem. But there was enough time for I don't know. They're they're telling a a, a story with like several different like there was definitely like an, uh, a first, second, and third act to this. Mm-hmm. Where it's like cop getting involved in the in the drug scene. He's trying to figure it out. He's still playing it like pretty close to his chest. And then they they ice the first whatever it is drug lord drug dealer and they take his place and uh then he decides to be partners with goldblum and then the third act is kind of when they get involved with the heavies with the people from south america that the dea is trying to nab in the first place and that's really when it gets blown the fuck up and and, and just gets absolutely crazy right. and basically there's like there's a sting and it goes wrong and then Every, that's that's in the, like the crazy limo scene and everyone's screaming and everyone becomes like a murderer and he like he like quits the DEA and just becomes like a his, drug dealer. his own drug dealer. Why about when the one cop that's clearly a dirty cop that's working with a drug dealer just takes the hunting rifle and, and shoots a random him. person? Yes. Just starts blasting. He's got a gun. He right, a you're, gun. you're not allowed to execute him because he physically has They've a gun. They've all got guns. It's yep. just it was so. The only part about it that I didn't like is just it's it's very. I don't know. I'm a huge Scarface fan, so perhaps it's, they quoted Scarface in this fucking yeah. movie, by the way, which yes. is fantastic. It's just, ter- it's just so unrealistic <laughs> at times. It was you just had to, to suspend disbelief. Scarface and Terminator Two. Oh my god! Well, you seen that movie? You go the, rent it. Oh, from the, the Terminator. Store. Yeah, I'll be Bach. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted more with Ivy. Just yell, yelling random movie quotes. Is Ivy the dude that, that was, was the Jerry Curl ponytail see, guy? Okay, yeah. but who was the guy that eventually gets beaten to death with the pool cue? Eddie. Eddie. That was speaking in yeah. rhymes. That, I didn't know what to think of that guy. I, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was a gay dude. Then I was like, he's, he's, he's a rapper. Like he just had so much shtick going on at the same time. And he's like speaking in, in prose and then switching over and he rhyming everything. Showed up in a three piece suit to the the open air drug market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I felt for the bartender who had to deal with him. He's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Christ. I was waiting for the uh, coin flip and sorry about the mess at that point. It, all I really was worried about was the fact that they were ruining that pool table. Sure, and they were uh, <laughs> they very much. What were. was the deal with the overweight geriatric octogenarian that gopher? Was, and oh, the he, guy from Cuckoo's Nest. He couldn't. Yeah. And just when 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 uh, the drug the, the the drug kingpin guy is punching Jeff Goldblum's knuckles, like that guy just can't take it. He's no, freaking out. He doesn't like violence. Also, I think it was supposed to be his birthday. I think so. He's like, you're ruining my birthday. <laughs> I thought that made no sense either. Like, why was he so mad at him? And they I don't know. Well, I mean, they were in a apparently, I guess, a burlesque club in the middle of the day, and there's a one lady doing a silent nun dressed burlesque right. show for the three of them at a table at noon. Like, what? There's so much to to process in that scene. It's very odd. I didn't um, know what to take away. From I didn't it. understand that. I want two masks. Like they kept going back to that. Like I, I want two of these masks. Like all right, what? What is this proving? Like I don't understand what is the significance of this. I thought that was one for him and one for her. So that way. Oh, you think? That's what I. That's what I, I put the masks on together. That's what I thought. 
He kind of got into her a little too quickly, considering he knew he knew that Jeff Goldblum had banged her. Was also into her, yeah. and I've learned this from tour. That's a no go. That shuts yeah. things down. No, you immediately. don't. Oh, I, I'd bang any girl, Jeff. Goldblum is. Well, you would just bang Jeff Goldblum, I think. If you're just being honest with I everyone right now, I think. Let's go around the think, table. I think the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why aren't you drinking the old ones? Well, I just requested to. I know, but can you bring him two blue ones, please? Thank you very much. By the way, I did find the expiration date. They're not expired. The blue ones? Yeah, the they blue just ones. Got skunked? They, bad. They're just bad. bad Somebody left them in the trunk for a little too long. Oh, I had to drink them the entire last show. This guy doesn't get to drink fresh beer. You out of your goddamn mind? Um, <laughs> the energy is great. I mean, it, it's never boring. Each yeah. scene, like I'm okay with scenes like that where I'm like, what the fuck? What, is, what are they doing? Oh, yeah. What are they saying? Like that's interesting. That's fun to me. That's way more. You know, I like I'd rather bring it be... back to like the the confessions of a dangerous mind, where like it was trying yeah. to be serious but also weird. Like this is unapologetically weird and they're just they're trying to bring this energy of this crazy you know drug fueled world I'd, and uh, yeah. that's that's why it totally worked for me is uh, that I was smiling the whole time because even <laughs> if it was being ridiculous it was really really fun well and I'd rather be baffled than bored exactly for sure um, there was nothing boring about this no. movie. There was very little downtime. What did you think of the uh, the endless voiceovers? I thought the voiceover at the end was like, do I take the money? If I give it to the government, I'm a fool. What would you do? And it's like, <laughs> I think most people would take the money. I mean. I think if you've yeah. already gone and done all I'm that I'm going to try to do some good with it, but it just might make things worse. Also, I, he was a murderer, right? Like a murdering drug dealer. Like he decided yeah. by the end of it to just go over to a life of crime. Yeah, so. and theoretically, I guess his plea bargain was to get out of all that stuff by making the agency look good. And then on a technicality, he didn't make the agency. Look oh wait, bad. hang on. Credits are rolling. Credits are rolling. It's uh, all good. Nothing, uh, right. nothing to worry it's, about. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think that you know, again, a little ham-fisted, but no side is right in all this. You know, they're both equally as shitty. It's like, all right. I fine. I really I liked the voiceover because it tonally tried to make things very serious. Mm-hmm. And like that's that, that was another reason I it was really, juxtaposed to I the had, craziness yeah. that was on screen. I had yeah. a lot of fun with it where it's got this like almost like old timey like like you know like forties detective voiceover you know laced over these crazy scenes and that that really worked for me it was just it was probably it was the cherry on top for just like the energy of this movie being a really good time i I thought it was good at times but before the whole hand slapping fight uh in the pool hall when uh when the voiceover went uh it was all going great until it wasn't i'm like right here here like i would have rather had it very much telegraphed it yeah i would have rather had the organic uh collapse down there that's when shit really got bad (laughs) yeah all right well i guess we know what's coming right um, the cover has both of these guys featured at kind of equally, and in the Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus, uh, they say powerhouse performances from its unorthodox but well-matched leads. Um, I don't think I think it's Lawrence Fishburne's movie. Like that's it. Very much seemed to yeah, be his sure. movie, and I would say that uh, you know uh, Jeff Goldblum is definitely a large character, but I don't think it's I don't think they're both lead characters in this. Yeah, I think it's a hard line to draw between who is the star and the co-star in that one most of the time. But in this one, it's definitely Lawrence Fishburne is the star and Jeff Goldblum is like 1A. Do you think Goldblum was the bigger actor at the time? This is the year before Jurassic Park. But maybe, I mean, just I'm trying to think back of like... Yeah, like late 80s... Goldblum was the lead in more movies than Fishburne was, so maybe that's where they're. If that if that review is from you know whatever it is, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Silverado, he was. Uh, I think both of these guys were trying to do. This. I forgot what I was listening to. It was either Kevin Smith or it was Matt Chandler Sekar. Mm-hmm. 
Lawrence Fishburne had this whole deal where he wanted to be, you know, his name and the movie. Yeah. And so, like, he kind of, like, worked his whole career to position that and got a couple chances at it, but it never really happened. And so, like, it was difficult to try to get him to do things because he wanted to be that guy. I am surprised after watching this movie that that didn't happen more for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a really good actor. I think he's charismatic. He can have a He seems to have a lot of... I mean, a lot of range, but he does every time he's on, he's got that Hackman like quality where if he walks onto the screen, I'm like, oh, this is a better movie than I thought it was. Right. This yeah, guy's he, in the movie. he can be fun and serious. Like, he can do yeah. those two ends of the spectrum. As far as range is concerned, that I think is a fair credit to him. Because, he's very awful in John Wick. Well, and I don't know I if that's he's in blind with all the birds. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily him or the material he has to work with as the weird bird dude on the top of the roof. Weird you know, bird like, dude. Yeah. That'd be my rap name, by the way, if I could get it. I think what, I like was, that. there's too many Birdmans and babies. That'd be weird, Bird dude. Um, what are we giving it? What do we What do we think? I give this one a three and a half. I mean, I, I would I would tell if you're listening and and you you haven't watched it yet, it's totally worth your time. Um, it's an easy you know hour and forty or so, and it's like I said, it's it's not boring. It's 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 energetic and fun mm-hmm. from from start to finish. So it's not the best out of this. You know, genre. If we're doing undercover cop movies, drug dealer movies, just crime thrillers out of that era, or you know, before or after, but it's a total recommend. And if it was on, you know, if I was, it came on AMC for 20 minutes while I'm doing something around the house, I would totally, totally okay. sit down or, or have it on in the background. And that's that's a good trait to have as a movie. So yeah, three and a half. I could see that. Charles Martin Smith is the uh, the FBI agent too, which is weird seeing him in that role because he's the uh, weenie guy, the small guy that gets murdered in The Untouchables, where he goes oh. running up with a shotgun. Which is I've watched that movie so many times. It's kind of I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. So it's interesting in seeing him in this role in this. Um, I'll give it a three and a half, but I would say closer to a three. It is so we got a killer man. We got a killer. Like some of the dialogue is just so fucking. It feels like a child wrote some of the script, but I don't know if Bill Duke directed a movie before he directed this one. Right. I thought he did a pretty great job. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, I watched it the whole time. I didn't check my watch once. It was very entertaining, I would say. And I, I didn't mind the ending, even though I thought, you have the right to, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah, like, like, it's just, when it turns him completely. They made yeah. him overly emotional, I thought. I didn't really understand the priest cops fucking deal the whole time either with the prayer book and he throws it away but i would say three and a half just because yeah if someone came up to me and said should i watch this i'd say yeah you should watch it yeah i think um the one thing for uh bill duke i would give him credit that really kind of caught me off guard was that one scene wipe where the dude's carrying like his sleeping bag or his homeless bag he and the the wipe goes along with him while uh i didn't even notice that yeah they're standing they're sitting in the alley debating whether or not they have to kill Ivy at this point. And the wipe beforehand follows this one homeless guy walking across the alley. And I was like, well, that's kind of a cool touch. It's like a nice little stylistic bit that I don't know that you'd get out of too many uh, first-time directors in that He regard. directed a Rage in Harlem, which okay. I guess came out the year before. Um, I'm trying to see if that's his first. No. I, I did a quick scrub. In other words, it looked like he was doing TV, but no features. Yeah, okay, so. yeah that's what it looks like. I mean, it definitely felt like a movie that was put together by a guy who had made his bones in a lot of over-the-top action movies. Which he has. Yes, and I'm absolutely. Glad, I'm glad you figured that out. No, I'll go very much so. As soon as you told me who it was. <laughs> totally credible. Womp, womp. Oh, that was fun. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all, we all what'd you give there, Gigantor? I'm actually going to sit at... It's a... Oh. 
it's a low four for me. I really enjoyed it. I thought I enjoyed the characters. I thought Felix Felix Barbosa was a lot of fun. He was. He was <laughs> really over the top too. I know. I. Oh, I, 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 huh, you I, big I, man! Uh, stand <laughs> up. You want to keep playing? Oh, it's out of four. Right, Tony, how you listen to me? Well, and it's and it's weird seeing him because of all the roles he had in seventies TV. Like he was Lamont Sanford's friend on Sanford and now, Son. And wheel, so, we are descending yeah. into the wheelhouse. We are descending right in. So seeing hole. him being that character on those TV shows back in the seventies, and then watching him with his like receding hairline and the crazy glasses, it was it was a, a nice change of pace for usually seeing him as a more jovial person you need to uh you need to tivo herman's head or anything while you're here no no i'm good i'm good i got that all set before <laughs> i left the house sure. you need a yeah. pigeon in a cage if you're going down into the nerd hole it is make sure the pigeon doesn't fall over dead especially if it's goat's nerd hole <laughs> um i think we all uh, we all liked it That's yeah good, right? i uh i would i would sit at a three and a half as well do you know bill duke is in mandy yes no. I, I did not know that i've not seen mandy he uh, I'm scared of that movie. He's got a, a shack full of weapons, and Nick oh, Cage goes to to get get weapons from him. I like that. He's in it for like a, it's like one scene. You open it up, and he goes, "Go and buy some Papa John's pizza. It'll be delicious. <laughs> if you want to go ahead, it's going to be shack proof. Shackaroni. <laughs> what is shackaroni? Is it called just pepperoni? A of, it's just a lot of pepperoni. Oh well, I like yeah, that. It's, yeah. it's not bad. I like that. But yeah, I would say three and a half. Um, I the one. The only thing that really took me, well, it's funny. The only thing that really took me out of it was that they rigged up the van with the cash on the that on the lift all over the, the van. boat. How it's do you like, guys know how to do it this? It was the two of you. <laughs> you didn't bring in a manual labor crew. Come on now. It's like, but other than that, you know, I think it was it was a fun ride. Like like we were saying, I never got bored at any point. Was I checking for how much time was left in the movie? I actually was expecting tour to be a little bit lower, just because I feel like maybe your age age range IQ. might. Well, how old? There were some good jackets. I, I pay attention to the to the fashion a lot in, the, yeah. in, the, in these. Fishburne's uh, jean jacket was was fantastic. For oh, you me. like and it? And then the jean on jean, yeah, yeah, the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. And then I mean, and then the, the suits that he was wearing with that that crazy ass tie, I liked. And then I, I don't know, Goldblum at the end also. Goldblum was like walking around in silly just, putty. I mean, his shit was outrageous looking, but it was too much fun for. And then he looked like a bowling trophy. He looked like he should have been in Cobra. Yeah, yeah. that would work. And then when Goldblum, when when Fishburne says, "I'm a cop," and Goldblum's like. Fuck, fuck it. Yeah, still, it doesn't matter. And, like, even when he accepted yeah. he was a cop. Oh, he knows he's a corrupt cop because he's seen right. us do all it's this over shit. now. Yeah, yeah. Cops don't murder if they're undercover, you know. Uh, by the way, Bill Duke, who I know that Goat just realized who he yeah, was. Yeah, I just remembered who he was. Uh, yeah. He directed Knott's Landing, Falcon Crest, Hill Street Blues, and Spencer for Hire. I'm so happy about all of this. <laughs> all of that just makes me very happy. Tickles your bippy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, do we want to talk? Oh, let's, uh, it's Goat's turn. Let's reveal the next movie, and then yes. maybe we can talk about Halloween. Yes. yes. My pick is 1997's Breakdown. Mm. Shakedown, everyone breakdown. Not, That's also not uh, quite, but Bob Seger, the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop 2, I believe yes. it's called uh, <laughs> Shakedown, Breakdown. You yes. are, in fact, busted. Thank you. Uh, it is. Uh, it stars Kurt Russell, J.T. Walsh, and Kathleen Quinlan, directed by Jonathan Mostow, who has not exactly the biggest resume I what guess else you has he done say. I'm not familiar uh, you know what I was looking and I can't say that I was familiar with anything else okay. that he's really done this is a movie um, that I've, I think Dottie you mentioned this too also I've heard about this movie my whole I feel like my whole life I remember when it came out I was working at Hollywood Video stocking it on the shelves the two things that stuck out uh, when looking at his resume were Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines right? I didn't hate that as much as everybody yeah, else um, U571 is probably oh, the most other it, notable movie, movie that he's that he's done Guy uh, tells in it though you and, remember you remember surrogates with Bruce 
Bruce Willis. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember well, that. So, so he's. Uh, so I did. By the way, we're I, the only two people that I have saw, seen that I saw movie that in the theater. So Me I, too. So yeah. I might have stayed at the surface level Rough. as far as his directorial resume, um, but I, I did a little digging uh, on the movie. It's got 82 percent from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 68 from the audience. Ooh. And well, one of the main complaints I saw is that people are like, "Oh, well, it, it drops you right into the middle of the story," and I go, "Is that a bad thing? I'm I'm okay with less this. wind up is always yeah. better." It's, it's been uh, on my list for a long time. I don't it, need that Byron Leftwich wind up. Give me right it, into that throwing it, motion. It, it, it comes in at uh, an hour and 33 minutes. And uh, it's basically uh, Kurt Russell's character and his wife are making a cross country trip to California. And, and somewhere in the desert, their car breaks down. Uh, she gets a ride to go get help. Uh-oh. And after a while, basically, Kurt Russell's character starts wondering where she might be. Cannibals? And uh, when she, I don't think it's quite Bone Tomahawk. Are there level, cannibals? But, uh, not to my knowledge. Sounds there, like cannibals. There might be. Uh, is this is a rape thriller. I don't want to watch a rape I don't thriller. believe so, but right. she's been kidnapped, essentially. And uh, the trucker who gave her a ride claims to never have found, never have even met her and not know where it is. So, Truckers don't usually kidnap women to reorganize their sock drawer. That's all uh, well, I'm saying. Fair. I mean, I didn't see the rape word in any of the right. inter- in any of the reviews or, or, or summaries. My wife so. will watch it with me if it fucking is. Well, Jesus there. Christ. You know, it's, it's, it's a wide open audience this at that great. point. But... But it looks like it's a it's a taut action thriller. Ooh, taut! And uh, it it seems to be a relatively well received movie. And I wanted to, after my last couple picks, where I maybe outthought myself by trying to go deep in the racks for a movie that we hadn't, you know, could be out there and, yeah. and a hidden gem. I was I, guilty of that as well. I, I wanted to come back to one that hopefully just by trying to avoid those pitfalls, I didn't outthink myself this time. Do yourself a favor if you want a little piece of uh, shoe trivia. Look at the uh, box, the VHS box cover art for Executive Decision, and then look at the box cover art for Breakdown, because I remembered when I was putting <laughs> tapes back on the shelves, they, and they both starred the same Kirk Douglas, or Kirk, excuse me, Kurt Russell, they, uh, they look so similar that I would oftentimes get them confused. And they're like, like whoops, they're both like an orange and blue color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and the very title's similar. very small in the corner. Yes. Yeah. Bird on a Wire, not that different either, the box art, if you can believe it. <laughs> Interesting. It's yeah. a very strange. Now we're going into my nerd hole, yeah. deep in, lube free. I'm okay with this. I like Just, being here. It's okay. Let's go ahead and thank Andy Schoner, actually, for a nice donation. He gave roughly half what John Page did. Now that I'm ju- judging you at all, Andy Schoenert, here's what I can tell you. We are one more donation like what Andy Schoenert just did away from Jester getting paid. Hey, air boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they got that hate air boy. And, uh, and speaking of actors with range, MC Ganey is in it. As love him. Named Earl, nice. so I'm looking forward to any time he's on screen, I'm not, watching. How can you not love MC Ganey? It's hard. I, Absolutely. I can't best. imagine why you wouldn't. I got so. to interview him once. Well, that's awesome. For the Con Air cast, actually. Nice. The now defunct Con Air cast. Let's see how Drabby has those. Put them on the YouTube page. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you indeed? I was right. very fond of that show. It was fun. It was That was the most niche show in the history of niche shows. So, <laughs> And uh, yes, it, it is it is on uh, it's it's on Amazon Prime for I believe two ninety nine. Oh, God damn it! I know. I enjoyed watching Deep Bellum Blues or whatever that last movie we watched was uh, free because yeah. I had uh, HBO. It was nice. Yeah, steamed up. It was steamed up. I, I was I, sitting I, in the bed last night like, I, I can't, what did Dotson say was on? I just took the shot at HBO Max. I said, oh yeah, yeah it was, for it, your boy. I, I, great. I did a little a little bit of digging on HBO Max just to find something, and but this one had been calling to me for a little while, so I wanted to uh, to put it forth for the group. And they keep calling me. Trent Reznor taught us that many many years ago. All right, looking forward to that uh do we do, do we want to do uh, halloween kills before we get to the piss break or what do you guys want to do i could do halloween kills before let's do it that pizza it. Daddy, are you okay yeah. you look like you, you had indigestion there for a second no i'm just thinking about were you thinking about the movie parts of the movie slam that back. is it the beginning the middle of the end yeah, yeah. all right it, let's the, um, the, the entire run yes 
<laughs> Tor hit the music. So, which ones? Some here. Yep. No, no, not the one you're gonna hit. Oh, 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 oh I, I can get that music then. Yep, I can get that. <laughs> Let's see. It'll, it'll be a minute, but I'll, I'll get it. A Bum. full minute? Bum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Should we run the timer? Bum. Um, Bum. Bum. should we wait or Bum. should we just? I mean, Dottie's did a pretty good job. <laughs> did you say you went to see him do that shit live once? Uh, no, but he does tour. Yeah, John Carpenter tours. He does it's tour. just him and his. Oh, wow. It's just yeah. him and his synth- synthesizer. It cost me a thousand dollars. How much? Uh, I would love to watch John Carpenter just play these songs yeah. from all these movies. So, like he's got like smoke machines, and it just gets like he fogs out the whole fucking room. Does and he just show, playing Escape from New York? Does he show parts from like the, the fog and shit? Like does he show the? I, I think there's a uh, footage on like screen. A screen. There's okay. like a video. Oh, video coming. That perfect. sounds fucking yeah. when, great. He came to DC. I think it was Lincoln Theater. So like pretty good sized venue that he's playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad at all. What are you waiting for? Well, we're gonna we're gonna try it here. All right. Well, it's not bad. Yeah, but he didn't get the. He didn't get the fun beginning part that you were doing, which I was hoping he would get. That's not all bad. He's only seen the movie once. That's true. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Have you seen the original Halloween? Uh, yeah, I've seen it uh, twice now. We watched, seen it up, it. we watched it up here last week or oh, two weeks ago. That's right. I forgot. You like it, right? You scared the shit out of me. But oh, okay. I, I like really? it. Really? The the one where he comes out of the closet, you don't know he's coming out of the See, closet. Right. That, that's, that's the got, moment. That's got me both times. I like that's the one. The where, moment where yeah. he's just like slow dancing with Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> at the top of the stage. <laughs> 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 I love that part. Uh, Halloween Kills, directed by it doesn't matter. David Gordon Green, <laughs> directed by matter. some jagaloon. Yeah, like, oh. um, so uh, this is supposed to be part two of a three-part trilogy that began in 2018. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Direct sequel to 1978's Halloween. I believe they're referring to these as legacy sequels. Yes. Okay. They're Sorry, doing, legacy sequels. Or they take all the shit that is, I guess, deemed unworthy, and then they just go back for it. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate was one of these. Uh, Genesis which, was another one. Are you sure? I, they they both are. Okay, well, they're both That's bad. wild. Fuck it. Genesis is better than Dark Fate, yes. in, in my opinion. Dark Fate's the worst of that franchise. They do the, the Grand Moff Tarkin bit with uh, Bill Paxton in Terminator Genesis, yeah. where they put his, they CGI his face back on because, of course, he was in the original Terminator. Uh-huh. As normies like to tell you, um, the Dottie was very excited. You went to see this in the theater, right? Opening night, first showing. I can't really on you for that. No, it's Halloween his number season. one franchise, and the, yeah, Halloween's my favorite movie. But I do believe uh, Goat and uh, the Tube were nice enough to come to Commonwealth Dry Goods as we wrapped up the long Halloween over yeah. there. And uh, we were talking about this a little bit. <laughs> and I believe that Goat and I got you to admit that you had been Mortal Kombat. Where you uh, <laughs> you went to see the theater, came out with a big old heart on, and then thought differently about it 24 hours later. I, I certainly was. Um, where I didn't, I didn't come out of this movie pumping my fist the way that I was coming out of Mortal Kombat. Sure. But I definitely came out thinking, oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. Michael, Michael Myers was in that movie. Yeah, all right. This was good. Yeah, that was good, right? Yeah, okay, all right. All right no, all the boxes. no one say anything else. We're going Yo, home. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, it really was. People like started to talk, and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta wait. I gotta go home. You know what it's like? It's like when you get drunk and your friend jerks you off, and it's like, all right, I'm fine with this, but let's not talk about it at all <laughs> yeah. afterwards, because then it's gonna get weird. Yeah, that immediate remorse yeah, 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 when yeah, it's yeah. all over. Never talk about this ever again. By the way, Tor almost threw himself back out of his chair when he heard that. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. Oh, well Donnie, you should uh this is your we're all fans, but I think this is your wheelhouse, so you should probably start us off. I really love and I wish I, I should have pulled his his name up. The actor that plays Michael Myers in these last two movies, I think 
really does a great job with like the physicality and like the brutal violence. Um, it's not Tony I, Moran, is it? No, Tony Moran is the actor who you see when she pulls his mask off. Okay. In the first movie, Nick Castle played him under the mask through the first movie. Frank's brother. Yes, of course. Uh, he had he, he had likes better to meet out punishment. His <laughs> life his life turned out a little better than Frank. It did. Yeah, Frank's didn't go so hot. So this, uh, I mean, it's it's got. It's got the nostalgia factor this time around. So around a year or two ago, they... Well, this was also supposed to come out a year ago. Right. This was scheduled for 2020. Well, how can that be? Because I read an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis that told me this whole movie was about the uh, the riots that happened at the Capitol. Yeah, mm. so... How oh, can that possibly that be? That doesn't check out. Which is weird because she did an interview a year ago saying that it was about Me Too. So which is it about? Because... Oh, you mean the Me Too movement, not you. Not, I hope not. I hope it's not about me, too. <laughs> I, it's just shame strange to me, considering that interview. But, but I digress. Go ahead. I avoid, I'll, I'll be honest. I avoided a lot of press about it. Smart. I was just trying yeah. to go in blind. Didn't want to poison the well in any sense. And uh, so it got pushed back a year. But they had announced, you know, um, Laurie Strode's coming back. A couple of the child kind characters of. from... Uh, we, we knew that, that like, uh, the, the little kids from the very first movie were going to be uh, portrayed as adults in mm-hmm. this. Lindsay, Tommy Doyle... Lonnie, the, the yeah. bully kid from the first movie. So there Tommy was a- Doyle was in this movie. I didn't hear his name at all. <laughs> no, I didn't hear his name no. mentioned once. Watch the subtitles next time. You might also. Catch Tommy you- Doyle's gonna kick his ass. He's a sixty-year-old man. Also, what are you fucking talking about? Did you know that Lonnie wasn't making everybody cry at a talent show? By the way, Jake fucking uh, Michael Myers just killed a hundred red-blooded American fucking firefighters with axes and saber saws, and fucking Tommy Doyle's gonna beat him up with a boog pal. I'm sure. <laughs> Fucking well, it had dang. a name. It had a name carved into it, though. Oh, so, you know, that's, yeah, that, that means, I'm gonna calm down. I'm gonna calm down. That means it's a super bat. When you I'm carve a name into it, that, it, that, it, that, that imbues it, was, it with superpowers. It's Wonder Bat. It's terrible. It becomes a legendary weapon, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bad runes on it. He's like, I'm going to take old Flower Face and beat up Michael Myers. And I'm like, you're going to what? What are you going to do? Wait a second. That's my bat, said yeah. the bartender. All yeah. these cops and firemen can't kill them, but all the out of shape, wretched fucking, you know, hideous masses from fucking uh, Haddonfield are going to Oh, you don't know out. the wrath of the suburbs, man. They're Holy coming for you. Shit. Um, yeah, there was, there was, I liked how they, well, liked quote unquote how they tried to make Lonnie a uh, a sympathetic character. They should have used Lonnie Anderson. I don't I know why Lonnie was needed to be framed as a, a a kid who had been also bullied. So that's why he bullied Tommy in the first because movie. Because the girl, the daughter needed a ride to the Myers house. That's, that's it. why he was in this movie. Um, look, if I'm I'm paying I'm paying twelve dollars to go see a slasher movie uh-huh. at Halloween time. That's a pretty good place to be in. I agree. Slasher movie, sure. normally you're going to get what you're showing up for, some pretty great kills. And this movie brings us some pretty great kills. Great kills. Yes. Uh, like I said, I love love the actor uh, and, and what he does with like the, the brutality. I actually liked, um, oh God, what's the wrestler who plays him in the uh, uh, the, the, the Rob Zombie ones? Tyler Maine. Oh, is he I a wrestler? Actually, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I think he was like a, like a, C-list WCW oh, wrestler, okay. but he also played. He's a saber tooth in the very first. I do. I, oh, I, wow. in, I have interviewed that guy. Yeah, really? about that. Yeah, I absolutely have. <laughs> I think there's a story where he got called to play Michael Myers, and he was like, "I don't want to wear a hockey mask the whole time." And Rob Zombie was like, "Are you fucking kidding yeah. me, Listen, you goon?" <laughs> Zombie would probably be really mad about <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, by the way, did you see the monsters pictures? Yeah, yeah. like them too. They look great. <laughs> I really yeah, like ev- them. <laughs> everybody. There's well, everybody. A lot of people are really upset about Lily. Well, because it's his because wife. it's his wife, yeah. and so well, like, he puts his oh. wife. And everything, but yeah. By the way, every director, thank you, Joe. Every, every director that's ever put, had anything going on, they put their wife in the movies. Yeah, just the yeah. way they go. I thought she looked great. 
Yeah, I think it works. Everybody looks great in those chairs, in that you know single that single image, and the house. Just they keeps built the house too. looking more and more amazing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. incredible. So we get the the great brutal kills from this this movie, this horror movie, this slasher movie. That enough is successful for your average run of the mill <clears throat> slasher movie. When it is a legacy sequel, it's a follow up to a, a a sequel that. I liked very much. I really, really liked the 2018 Halloween one. Rewatched it before this. Mm-hmm. Really holds up. Really does it for me. But there, there are bigger shoes to fill in this situation when you're, when you're extend, you're, 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 you know, extending the lore. You're basically rewriting this franchise because they have disregarded right. the other eight or nine movies that they've done. You have a lot of dots to connect, and yeah. so it needs to be successful on that front as well. And it fails fucking miserably. I think in all aspects, aside from when Michael Myers is stabbing people to death, which is in its defense a lot of the movie. Um, yes, the kill. There's a couple of really good ones, mm-hmm. but the one that is there's kind of a good-natured older black lady, and she's like there. It's her and her husband like daughtering around the house. Yeah, and I'm like well, they're gonna die. We're but getting like, ready to watch a spooky movie. <laughs> hey, Laurie yeah. Strode's house finally yeah. stopped burning down. Like, like they, they they don't give a right, shit right, by right, the way because yeah, <laughs> they live out in the middle of nowhere. You know, their neighbor's business isn't theirs. So I was kind of hoping she would be the one. Like they got the oxygen on her, and she's like, "It was Michael Myers. It was the boogeyman, or something." Right? No. Uh, she, <laughs> he breaks a light bulb, <laughs> sticks it into her yeah. fucking neck. He nick gauged the hell out that of her. That was yeah. absolutely horrific. And then there's uh and then she's sitting there, I guess, not dead. Is Michael Myers is for some reason putting all of the kitchen knives yeah. into her husband's back just until to make he sure. finds the one he wants. Oh my god. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, he's taking them out one by one. He was oh, doing he's that. Like, this, oh. this doesn't work. Stab. Dude. This doesn't work. Stab. And then he, he keeps the big one. He keeps the one that he like, wants oh, to use to go. kill other fucking demented. It was rough. It works. I mean, that's that's Towards, what works. Like, legitimately about offended by this. <laughs> I didn't know that, that What a waste of good kitchen implement. I didn't know that either. The one that fucked me up was the the fence post one where it was through his neck and through his lip. Yeah, that was rough. But that wouldn't kill him either by the way, which was kind of weird. It's like a fucking hanging there like a fish letting him... Oh, God, Dude, the sec- here's awesome. what was great about this movie. <laughs> this movie. The second somebody started to annoy me, like with bad dialogue they or they didn't like their yeah. character, they're, they're gone. They're just fucking out of there. You didn't have a chance to get bored by too many people in this movie. The, yeah. the woman that was that kept saying, and I think I texted this to you guys, I'm a doctor and my husband's a nurse. I'm like... <laughs> Okay. Well, you I, see, it's because get it because their Halloween costumes were reversed. Oh, I get it. You see, and then you Ma- see, Mike Myers doesn't even kill her. He just knocks the car door into the gun, and she blows her own head off. Yeah, that there's was just, rough. There's, there's some like, great kill well, scenes and, in this and, movie. And the husband, uh, the big knife through the eye. Yeah, I, I dug that. Yeah. that was I thought what? he was fine. Yeah. There's, what do you mean? What that's that, that's disgusting. That's what you wow. want. What do, you get, do you get on a, a roller coaster and be like, don't go fast, don't go high? Like, what do you do? How <laughs> dare you go down this hill? I, I cried at roller coasters as a I kid. I like the ratchet oh, part. Oh, my Jesus. God. <laughs> I cried at roller coasters as a kid. There's oh, no. the fucking disposable pictures of me at King's Dominion well, with my, bawling my eyes. I don't need to see these pictures. I wish I could have been there but, to hear what your dad said. But what about, <laughs> but what about now? I, the last time I was on a roller coaster, I thought that I was going to break through the uh, the, the bar. Well, that's just for the me. weight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But did you cry? No, I did not so cry. So you have grown past the crying at a roller coaster. I have, part. yes. But I still, I'm still green in the horror okay. in the Green in the gills here. whenever he's riding a roller coaster. The- can, we, can you do me a favor? After the show, can we call the boss man and you tell him that story? And then you mm-hmm. can listen to what he has to mm-hmm. say to you? Because I'm sure he has some critical phrases I, for I you. I would say go ahead and uh, <laughs> decline that invitation. <laughs> what? He did what, son? <laughs> All right. Here you go. I'm going to put him on the phone. 
I can't believe you're still working with that guy. That'll be the way that it goes. Um, crying at a roller coaster, LOLOL. Lots of people in the chat are enjoying that part of the fucking story. Um, before we get into the rest of it, speaking of the chat, uh, damn you, John Page just donated. That's Andy Schonard. Well, I guess was upset. Oh, Andy Schonard officially got Jim Dester paid. Thank you so much to him. Very generous, very generous of him. Charles Cooch with a, a much hey, less oh. generous donation. Oh. <laughs> I like Charles Cooch. I like Charles Cooch a lot, too. Oh, I hit the, oh, I didn't hit the boo. Oh, no. Who hit that? Who hit that boo? Who hit it? What is there one less of on on Charles Cooch's donation? Zero. Oh, a zero. <laughs> I, I didn't put it in. I'm just saying that there's really generous people. There's Maybe. Andy and there's John and then there's, you know, Charles Cooch. Maybe the extra zero was right next to the like button on the Facebook page. <laughs> Oh, boy. Zero. There it is. Is Charles somewhat of a ghoul? Man, I would say at least with that type of a donation. Cool. Yeah, I think it's possible that he is. That's um, some really great kill scenes. Um, this movie's a fucking mess. Uh, yeah. It's a disaster. Um, the part in the in the hospital is absolutely You mean needless. the hour and a half that it felt like they spent in the hospital? Well, I didn't know. It, it served no purpose. The part where the guy jumps off the fucking... Like, the poor I, penguin just ends up eating it. Yeah. Whatever message you're putting out the there. Penguins. Like, you're fucking... You're, you're, you're evading me. Well, he, looked, he did look like that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the, her plan, by the way, of let me lock this guy in between these two big glass doors where This'll everybody do can it. see him. Yeah. I feel really bad for... Judy Greer because I think she's really good in the first movie and she has nothing to do in this right. movie and then with the way her character gets tied out at the end I, I really I thought this was going to be like her show which like it makes sense with the way that first movie mm -hmm. went and I was like oh I really like her she's normally doing like comedy roles and voice roles like I'm kind of excited to see her take something take take on something new and grow more into that character but, and they give her fucking nothing well, yes, in this movie because she's the wrong generation yeah She's too old already because it has to be the youngest of oh, the really? young one that ends up saving the day. Clearly, I see die too. I can't even remember. No, clearly, it's going to be Laurie Strode's granddaughter By that way, ends up saving the day, right? No one was the daughter and one was oh. the, the, They looked the same age to me okay. the whole fucking time. I had no idea. I didn't know which one died at the end. <laughs> I, had no, I didn't too. fucking care. <laughs> uh, I, Laurie Strode, if she would take three steps then grab her stomach and collapse. It's like, all right, are, you, in, are you fucking in this movie or not? But I couldn't tell if she was in the movie because she's not in the movie for the first 45 minutes. She was minutes. like the narrator but not the narrator because they kept cutting to her while everything was going on as well. She's like, well, we got Michael. It's like, uh, no, we didn't. You all right, bud? Just, I was thinking about the very end when she does that. Oh. She has that voiceover. And that's why you freaked she, out. She, she has this like, she has. Dude, why do you think? Why do you think I'm fucking depressed? I thought there was a spider on him. Like, Halloween kills should not be allowed to make. Look, I was, I, waited for, I was talking about the Mortal Kombat movie for a full year leading up to it. We went to see it. It was god awful. We spent two weeks talking about how great it was. You just moved by. Yeah, you, by the way, we lied. Yeah. I guess, or we're misinformed. We were mistaken. <laughs> we had a revelation. We yes. you're allowed to change your mind it just after bum, new it things just come bum, to light. It bums me out, and and yeah, she she is like all of a sudden she's the narrator. All of a sudden she comes to this conclusion. Well, hey, did you know? Actually, he can't be killed by brute force. He's supernatural. And I was like, what so, the fuck? How do you fuck? How do you know this? And then the movie ends. Well, also, I I feel like that. Where does the supernatural part come from? Because I feel like that was the whole thing about the 2018 legacy sequel was they were going to, well, we're going to take back this supernatural business that he has and make him more realistic like he was in the first movie where he's just emotionally void. Yes. He's psychotic. He's evil. And big. But he's not... 
indestructible. Like and he big. he can be hurt. I, I like that. Yeah. The the. <laughs> I feel like I'm finally getting represented. Exactly, you probably have equal representation. He can be five, six right, cruises running the, around. The the sequels that have been written off, they eventually five and six right. go into the direction of in the Jason he's, territory. He's possessed right? by a Celtic demon. Sure, and, oh, I didn't and even that's know why. That. Yeah, I don't, Curse I of remember, Michael Myers with Paul Rudd. Yeah, I didn't remember the particulars. I just remember that he got into that Jason and Freddy territory yeah. where it's like, oh well, you can't kill him. You have to figure out some magical way to kill him. It's like, okay, great. But that was the whole thing with 2018. They said, okay, we're taking all that stuff away. We're just making him an unstoppable killing machine, right. but you can still stop him. But here's what's the problem with this movie. Uh, they shouldn't have made it. That's the first problem. Yeah. The, the Mortal Kombat movie, one of the reasons why it was so bad is they didn't just go in and say, let's make a badass martial arts fighting tournament movie. We'll put the Mortal Kombat characters in there. Which is what they sold. Yeah. And if, the it, whole if it makes $150 million, we'll make another one. They went in there mm-hmm. looking to set the stage for a sequel. It was a cock tease. That's what this piece of shit did is instead of saying because the reason why you like the first one Dottie is there was a beginning middle and end and it did what Goat said it stripped away all the heinous shit that kind of just collected like like barnacles around the Halloween franchise you could have done that with this one I mean you really could have figured out a way to have him survive that fire without coming out of it and just eviscerating 38 people getting hit dead in the chest by a fire hose yeah you're gonna get knocked down Anyone, I'm sorry yeah. you're gonna get knocked well, down well, Lumen shot him in, well I, was, I guess it was Halloween 2 I shot him six times I did like uh, the fake Loomis looked good. Look, look real good. No CGI. It was a prosthetic. I saw that. I saw that. I thought thought he was awesome. I liked all the flashbacks. Michael kill again. And also our our friend Jim Cummings uh, playing the cop. That's our friend. We hang out with our good pal. I like him a lot. I did pop when he showed up on screen. The Rock's my friend too. I enjoyed him when he wrestled. He brings pizza up here sometimes. He certainly does. Yeah, once every Jim Cummings. By the way, I did like. I called Dottie. I actually the first angry phone call went into Dottie. When I was, because uh, I fired it up and I'm like, hey, Dotson, you fuck. How come they're back in the fucking 80s? I, what's going on? Saturday night. And then I kept watching it. Like, 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 yeah. Am I, am I having, having dinner? Like, okay. I watched, it for, another, I watched it, for another, I it for another six minutes and it explained everything. So I was like, oh. So Dotson calls me back. He's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, I was real mad there for Why a second. Why are they singing at Lonnie? I have no <laughs> idea. Lonnie, get your ass out of there. I was like, I was real mad for a second, but we're fine now. Um, you know, look how hard Tor's laughing he's right really now. Excited. He's excited. Like, that's, that's my life. By the way, I'd watch. Uh, yeah, if Tor could just wait, like if he just waits four minutes and I call back, like, then he'll, he'll be fine. Um, I liked the, the first part where everything, they did a great job of making it look like Halloween and yeah. like, kind of showing us what happened after and the end of the first movie. What I give, and this is like some real like nerd shit, but what I give David Gordon Green credit for is there's even shots in those flashbacks that really look like they came out of They look like they that. just took the film. They, yeah. they, they came out of that movie. Like the camera moves the way it does in the yeah. 78 movie. And I, I, that's something where I saw that and I was like, that's fucking cool. Uh, David Gordon Green also way better in Inception than I thought he would be, which kind of <laughs> led to his role in Batman The Dark Knight Rises, where he thought he would perhaps, you know, he finds the cave at the end. He broke out of television. I mean, he yeah. never broke Third Rock from the Sun as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, absolutely tremendous. Um, the kill scenes are great. The, yes. uh, let's talk about the end. Um, I, I actually would have been, if the movie ended with the townspeople putting aside their differences, rising up, and then beating Michael to death in the middle of the street. I actually probably would have yeah. stopped that movie and said, all right, this is sloppy. It's, it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. It feels like a, more just a straightforward slasher. But but they finally got their closure after all these years. It's all the kids. Yeah. It's like the main the main characters are involved. It's realistic because Lori's in the hospital because she's an old woman that got stabbed with a butcher knife. She should be. like. But when he stands up and then just starts murking everybody, I'm like... With the voiceover. 
You, you don't this he's indestructible. And then and then and then and then Judy Greer gets to the Myers house right. and for some reason goes upstairs and then yeah. he's there and stabs her to death. <laughs> yeah. And I was All like, he wants am to I... do is look out the goddamn yeah, window. Was like, am I just alone? let him look out the window? Am I, am I watching? Like, is this fucking movie happening right now? Like that's I. I was so poor Michael, so <laughs> perplexed. He had no. to. He had to look. No, no poor Michael. Look, he's going to stare out the window. Stuart from Mad TV and his husband. Did completely redecorated the house. They ruined the room that he used to the stare out of the good. window. I How mean, many it, times did they say Big Jim and Little Jim? Big, by big John, way. Little John. Seven I did, billion times. I did Kinda tell like you that. they play old-timey spooky Halloween records. Yeah, they I did. was excited about oh, that. Oh, their, their Halloween party was fucking dope. Yeah, I that, mean, they're smoking weed. They're listening to fucking <laughs> yeah, records that, from 1940. That guy had the Yeah. <laughs> the one dude was yoked. I know Tor would be excited about that. They had prosciutto. I wanted to move in. Yeah. <laughs> that... Yeah, but then, but it was the I'd same right thing. Is <laughs> I'm a doctor, and this is my. It's like okay, Big Jim, Little Jim. We fucking get whatever their names are. We get it. Like they're yelling it out to each other up and down the yeah. stairs. And why would he take off all that shit and then pick up like the foie gras knife? Like I don't think he I would mean, do any of that. that. That I think really is it. Like that. He got it bad, dude. <laughs> here, that dude got it here rough. Go my rings. Here goes my. my <laughs> why would he keep the rings on? Yeah, right. In the face with your rings. That's a trait. That's David Gordon Green. I mean, and, and I've, I, I watched a couple interviews with him. Like he loves the horror genre. Dude, but when he was running he, in that spinning hallway, shooting oh down my the fucking God. corridor, you that know, was props to him for not getting vertigo. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah. director cut his chops in comedy. I mean, he directed Pineapple Express. He directed what? What Your Highness with Danny McBride? Like he 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 was a he was a comedy director. And and there's a lot of there's He's a lot a of comedy of in um in that 2018 one as well. I was about to say he did because Danny McBride was one of the co-writers on 2018 as well. Writer, believe, co-producer, yeah. and same for this one as well. Okay. So they are throwing in a lot of comedy in these movies, which I think it works for the most right, part fuck in him. the 2018. Right, fucking. But if we're saying fucking, so I'm right. saying Pineapple Express, unless you smoke weed, is a worthless bag of <laughs> shit. If you smoke a shitload of weed, that's fine. But like, if you're wanting to appeal to a broader audience, I don't Stoner know. Stoner comedy, I guess. But uh, so at this point, it takes the worst talk radio as well. Yeah, that's the framework for Seth Rogen's character, and it's not good talk radio. Also, it's terrible talk right. radio. I forgot about yeah. that detail. None of those movies. I don't know why I can't forget that detail. Remember when it turned into like a real action movie yeah. at the end? We're supposed that to believe was... that stupid doughy Seth Rogen is like running around with shotguns and blowing people's heads off. He was like, okay. I, I, I trust movie. Seth Rogen with a shotgun more than I would the, the characters that were going after Michael Myers. At the By the way, they all, had, they all had guns. Why were they handing those people guns? <laughs> why, they just were blowing. That one woman, that one old woman that's shooting through the top and holding the gun in everyone's face and then she gets her head chopped off. I trusted her more uh, than the grand. The granddaughter had the, the shotgun going through the house. That was the ridiculous. Project. I'm like, what? Who's going to call and get the house surrounded? Yeah, I mean, none of it. None of it makes any sense. And I all I, those kids I, dying though with the Halloween three masks. I'm in favor of. Oh, yeah. great! Jo- fuck, fuck them! Fuck great. all those kids. <laughs> those jerk store kids. Yeah, it's yeah, like they whatever. Should die. Hey, do you want? Hey, pervert! And yeah. It's like okay. oh, how about this? I'm going to bash your fucking head in with a boot heel. Like and put this goofy mask onto you, weirdo. Hopefully it blows up and bugs come crawling out of your head. I like that a lot. Is that like? Oh yeah. <laughs> did you feel bad for the nurse that she made it all these years? And then ended up getting killed in the car uh, all over again. There wasn't one person in that movie that I wanted to live. Except Michael Myers. And he did, so I we're know, fine. I Everything's it. fine. I actually five did. out of five. Yeah, leave no. Michael alone. Four and a half <laughs> out of five. Go get <laughs> right now. He Go just wants out. the view from his childhood home. Is there anybody in that movie you were sad died? I mean, you're starting to think about maybe he killed his sister because she took his room and he, that was the window he loved looking out of. Yeah. You know, it's just like fuck out of this room. That's his entire life's mission is just to stare out, out window. that window. For yeah. God's sakes. Let him stare out the window. Like Tor, by the way, what was Tor doing when I got here today? Uh-huh. 
staring at that back window with, with his, his genitals in his hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 I am looking for a Halloween costume. Do you think I can get him a fucking? You know how good Michael Myers you would be. You know how much good shtick we could do around oh here with God. you just lurking around the hallways. I have the boots. You'd be shot dead though. The problem is he looks. He's like <laughs> he looks so much like <laughs> Michael Myers. Yeah. If he's just like standing at the end of the street, someone's gonna pull. Well, if it's anything yeah, like Jester, Jester's gonna shoot him dead. <laughs> well, I'm gonna shoot you dead. I thought it's that my was... job now. If Dick offered me a hooker, I for certain would take him up on it. Wait, he's Michael Myers. I just wanted to shoot Tor. Wait a minute. Why is he hellbilly all of a sudden? Um, what do we want? Uh, what do we think? I don't want to give it a one. I can't go higher. Oh. Yeah, I I can't go higher than a two. It's a, it because it, you know I what get, it was. It was the fourth to last episode of a series. It was there to get to the so, end. Go, that's a chip. That's a sloppy fucking way to put a movie out. That's you what I mean. No, that's what I mean. Like that's the disappointment of it. I can't go higher than a two because it's the oh well. We've got four episodes left. Let's Dude. just have this hour of nothingness where we sort of move things along and get some crappy people out of the I way. I love Eric Davis. I love having him on the show. He compared it to The Empire Strikes Back. And I yeah, said, yo, I've, dude. I've like, seen that as well. I'm worried that, like, I know you wouldn't need to get interviews with people moving forward, but <laughs> it's, it's fucking, let's not even. It's, the, like, well, it's the dark middle chapter. Oh, it's, it's unhappy like, at the end of The Empire. Right, well, that's the, real, that's the best movie out of all of the 50,000 Star Wars movies there are. Is that what you want to say about Halloween Kills? It's also true to everything that people needed to do to get to their redemption in the third one. It's not, this, like, this felt like everybody was just angry and yelling and Michael Myers didn't die and killed a lot of people and then oh by the way there's another movie coming out next year hey enjoy the uh, ending the ending makes zero sense because he's I mean, super supernatural we're, we're like the crowd thank you some of the crowd stuff the hospital thing was annoying some of the characters were annoying but it was Jesus. like alright like there are, there are horror movies that I like that have some unnecessary shit in it I can look past that because there are great kills the ending of this movie, the last five minutes of this movie, totally fucked it up for me. I mean, where I, I thought, okay, this is going to be fine. This is okay. Like, all right, maybe this is like this is like a three, right? Like, there's great kills. I'll probably rewatch it for the kills, maybe skip a couple parts. And then by the time we got to those last, where he, he is resurrected and kills all of the townsfolk, and then somehow, for some reason, Judy Greer is getting stabbed at the end of this movie. I was just my jaw was on the floor. I couldn't. I, I kept waiting for the fake out where I'm like, at least make this a shitty dream sequence. Make someone wake up in the hospital and they're. I'd be they, okay they, with they, that. I'm yeah. like, that's that's a that sucks. That's a cop out. But at least that's something that makes sense on paper. Right. And it just completely blows it out of the water. It reeked in the of, worst to way. me. It reeked of studio involvement. It mm, reeked of so, someone saying, "Here is the end of the movie." And then the studio coming in and saying, no. So here's, or we got to make it two movies. Yeah. Here, well, here's some hindsight bias. So, I mean, uh, David Gordon Green has said Jesus we Christ. wanted to do. Are you getting a fucking fee for saying his name, this, by the this way? This is the director's name. He's the guy that made the fucking movie. What is I this believe over here? Uh, he was DG's, great in that movie with Scarlett Johansson. He fucking kicked ass. I, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, was that a Don John reference? <laughs> well, or no one's seen that You're a bag of shit. <laughs> you're a fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> Fucking asshole. So listen, I hadn't, seen the, yeah. hadn't seen the Hunt for Red October until this week, and he's dropping Don. Like anyone knows what that is? What an asshole! Oh my god! I love doing shows with Tor. I he know. I, just, do, I don't. You want to start doing it every week? He bails me out, man. I'll split the pot with you, fifty-fifty. Uh, so you were saying, what's DG squared up the, to? The, the, oh, the director. Christ. The director said we wanted to do two movies, and they said no. We need a we need a trilogy. They wanted oh, to do Halloween, confirmed? and then Halloween ends, or whatever Halloween Part Two, the twenty twenty one version. Right. He said that uh, oh, we wanted to do 
two, they said do three. And then here's another telling sign. The, 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 the release date, last Friday, whatever it was, October 15th, they also, he, he releases a statement saying, just so you know, Blu-ray is coming out, director's cut, different ending. And it's like, oh, that's not a good sign. Like, no. they're, they're clearly Blumhouse or, or you know, the, wh- whoever was the, the main studio that, that produced this. They said, no, we need something different. Yeah, we need Universal. it to end this yeah. a certain way. Yeah, Universal. Um, and that is really unfortunate. But then, you know, once that comes out, it's like, well, of course this is a bag of shit. Yeah. Of course well, this is a failure. And I've also seen uh, comments from him that the next movie is going to have a totally different tone than the last two. Uh, it's almost like it's going to be his contractual obligation film as opposed to it, – it's like putting out a greatest hits album when you have one thing left to give to the record company. And so yes, it, I believe the – I pulled up the quote here. It's like, yes, it's very different in tone from Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. And I think that's part of my self-indulgence. And when I hear a quote like that, it fills me with absolutely zero confidence that the next one's going to be uh, pulling into the station in a in a possible way. A lot of confidence, but maybe how zero. much confidence? Yeah, zero confidence. I mean, zero. dude, like here's why this you know this like depressed. You're like, oh, you shouldn't be upset about Halloween Kills. Is like, you know, we we've seen all of the other IPs that we enjoy get fucked up through this these these reboots these reboots these remakes. Like we watched it happen to Star Wars. We watched it happen to. You know, like certain superhero franchises, you know, the the the, the DC universe. Right. And now it's like, well, at least at least I had Halloween. Like at least that was something to still be hopeful about. And like now that's kind of been tanked too. And I'm like, fuck, like we have nothing. Like I really I would rather get, you know, a new M night movie every two well, years you're over more of this <laughs> over more of this uh you know, this this IP stuff because there's just so much meddling and there's so many expectations that it's just it's always gonna fucking well, suck and, and that was a big thing about this one it felt like the entire movie was winks and nods as opposed to moving the story on it was like hey do you remember tommy well here he is all grown up do you remember the girl that he hung out with in the movie of oh, the here she is all grown up i didn't mind that part yeah. I, I, they, I, I it thought, was executed liked, quite was, sloppily it, it was interest. it was weird to me that they were hanging out with the bully also, the <laughs> that they ended up being friends. The talent contest was very odd. The open and, mic night and how yeah. into and how into the talent contest everybody's seen. Everyone, it's like how the, there's everything in this movie is just like a quick, easy solution to get someone to another point in the movie. How do we get Tommy Doyle introduced? He's going to be at a bar at a talent show. He's not going to be connected to Laurie Strode in any way. He's not going to be living next door. How do we get? He lost you know, complete touch with it. Yeah, like how how do we get the daughter? to the Myers house at the end of the movie. Well, her boyfriend is the son of the bully who's also involved in this group. How do we get Judy Greer involved? Well, she feels guilty because someone else died at Nobody the hospital. Nobody knows who Judy... The, Ma the, and Pa the, Greer don't mention Judy the, Greer as much the, as his the, fucking the, mom. Learn from Lori, Arrested Lori's, Development. Lori's daughter. Jesus, Lori's right. daughter. I don't, but you, you fucking... These two people, you keep saying their names over and over again. I don't know what happened to you. Um... Here's why they do this. This fucking movie made fifty million dollars, yeah. over fifty million dollars. Yeah. Apparently, it's it's fifteen million more than they had projected, and it was the biggest opening since COVID began for a rated R movie like this. Especially considering that it was on Peacock at the same time. That's true. That's yeah. where I watched it. That's it where on, I watched it. By the way, it. Peacock is a flaming piece of oh, shit. Oh, it's terrible. God, dude, it buffered the. I actually called Cox and said, "Hey, you need to come out, come out and check my cable." And then I realized, I, I luckily, no, it's my, just Peacock. My wife's smarter than me, and she's and she goes, "Here's what people say about Peacock, and it's just yeah. homes of people talking about." I think I think they stream in like 722. It's, How like, is the WWE in bed with those fucking people? Uh, money. There's not enough. I mean, you're going to lose so many customers. Because the first two months that pay-per-views were on Peacock, you couldn't join uh, live and start over. You couldn't rewind. It's you couldn't nightmare. pause. So it was we're all still this- getting ads during people's fucking entrances, by yeah. the way. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. 
The reason why this movie did so well is because the first one is what Dottie said. People liked it. They thought that they had wiped away a lot of this yeah. stank that was around this franchise. You've demolished all that goodwill oh, now. Oh, 100%. Like no, yeah. By the way, I'd love to see what the total box office is for this bad boy because you know people went back and saw the first one a couple more times. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody going back to see this I was going to say, week again. two will be very telling for this movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it'll cross $100 million, but I, I, I just don't... I, I don't... This is not... This isn't this ain't it. There just was yeah. so much more money to be made, and also, you know, you could have had a better movie. I wanted to rewatch it before we did this show to just like, all right, maybe, you know, like I was like, I, what, 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 like I went back, I was like, all right, how many beers did I have? Like when I saw the two, okay, that's fine. Like I was like trying to think, like okay, maybe I'll re I'll rewatch it, I'll notice something different. I pulled it up twice in whatever it's been six days since I've seen it, and I'm like. I don't want to rewatch no. this. Like, I, I would rather watch something else. Right. And I, I, I believe I, I closed out the app. Yeah, I believe your quote at the shop was, uh, "I don't know if I want to rewatch it because I might not like it as much." Yeah. Well. Well, and then I just had more time to th th like. It was. It was it, when we say like the Mortal Kombat syndrome. Like the more I thought about it, I was like, "Oh shit, that's yeah. this is bad. This is re like this is really bad." I made it three quarters of the way through the Mortal Kombat rewatch, and I realized, oh, we've made yeah. a terrible mistake. Oh, yeah. I tore delete the episode. <laughs> I, I didn't even get to the fucking part where they just serve Goro up like the aforementioned yeah. Laparka, and he just gets jobbed out by that fucking zilt, that stick of deodorant that they've killed him with. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I'll give it a two because file that one away. <laughs> well, as stick of deodorant, the just tremendous was, was written uh, by men. And every time fucking Colt Ford or whatever the name of that guy was, it was on the fucking. He's got armor, you know. Uh, who Colt Ford? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's his special. His, his armor is Hickhop. That's what it is. He guises himself in the armor Hickhop. Uh, I'll give it a two just for the same. First of all, if I would have going back to originally, if if I would have seen saw if, if I would have saw it, if if I had seen, if you'd done gone to the theater, if I had watched it in a theater. After a few pops during Halloween season, yeah. I can figure out a way that makes sense. To do it the way that I did it was I let the, I let the, the beautiful welcome home uh, Michael Candle the goat design. I fucking got all my action figures out. I'm drinking he, my he, scary natty lights. You get ready. Yeah. I was steamed up. In the zone and, and ready I, to receive. I was like, oh, Christ. But then what I did was my wife had never seen Halloween 2. So after okay. this was done, I booted it up. We nice. watched that. She liked it a lot more than that than, the, than this the, one. The '80s Halloween. Yes, two. yes, yes. The, the original Halloween single. too. Yeah. Uh, one, one of my favorite kills in that one with the uh, the hot tub. Well, dude, <laughs> that movie I would say you could argue is I don't know if it's just as strong as the original, but I would say it's the, the next best movie out of all of them. When I mean, Carpenter wrote that one, I think the director's Rick Rosenthal. No, uh, it's the what's the what's the, the guy that's from uh, from India. What's the guy's name? That's, he's dead now. Mustafa Akkad? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Own, they own the franchise, so they're like the producers. That, I know that, that but he, owns it. I think he directed one, didn't he? I, I don't know if he... He didn't direct two. What's funny enough is I went two, down a rabbit hole with that guy. Two too. was directed by the same guy who... He also came back for Halloween Resurrection, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really weird. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I remember because I, I gave you the DVD of that very recently, <laughs> and his name's over the top of it. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. Well, and, and they still own the... the I get top billing. They, they yeah. Still, well, I mean, I, I think I now it's like produced by his son, but like I think this one was like in tribute to him or something like that. The Akkads have, have owned... This one? This latest one? Yes, but the Akkads have... That's a shameful have, tribute. They have mm -hmm. owned the franchise, I think, since Halloween 2. They they bought like the, the rights to okay. it, so you have to go to them to... It's it's still... Somehow, it's still way cleaner than the Friday the 13th or Elm Street franchises. Yeah. Those are... But, uh, hey, look, by the way, that should be noted. This franchise still is not nearly in as bad a shape as both of those two franchises. Correct. Absolutely and, But a lot of it had to do with how you know much people like that last movie, and again, a lot of that is washed away. All right. Uh, Tor wants to leave. What, what did you have to say? I was going to say, I would, 
<laughs> oh <Pardon> my <laughs> god. I would give it a 2.5, actually. You- it, it made me feel a lot of different things during the movie. Uh, <laughs> Aroused. Uh, fear. It made me feel things. Um, things that- I didn't know I could feel. Fear, anger at the ending, for sure. And then uh, if you get me that engaged in a movie, especially in a horror movie where normally I'm just cowering under my bed, right, right. Uh, then, then I, I can If you ever it. get like a girlfriend uh-huh. um, and she wants to watch a scary movie, w- w- what's going to happen? Because when you're in the bathroom at taking a rape shower, like what, what, when she's <laughs> sitting there enjoying herself, like what... what <laughs> I mean, the, the relationship ends that night. You take that Ace Ventura shower with fucking still ice his pants on fire. A little crying no! game action. Yeah. The fact that he uses a lit match, by the yeah, way. It's, it's, like a, it's, it's like a pail. And it's, it's just the funniest movie of all time. Oh the only God. movie funnier than Ace Ventura is Ace Ventura. Too. Yes. The nature cult. I would probably only watch movies I'd already seen before. Like uh, a girl came over and uh, she wanted to watch Malignant, so I was okay with that because I had you watched seen Malignant it. with a, with the girl. Yes. Wow. And you made it all the way through. Uh, yes. Did you get distracted in the middle? By there's anything? some. I, I didn't realize how much screaming in there was. The yeah, first a lot time. of screaming. Like when, <laughs> well, generally when you got a girl in your room, there is a lot of screaming. No, well, I'm saying when you're making out, <laughs> not the it, kind you want either. And there's just a bunch of just a bunch of women screaming on the TV. You're like, so is you're, this killing the so mood? You didn't actually watch the movie. Why would you put that movie on yeah, if you're trying right? to do some making Why out? Want to see it? Yeah, because it's a good movie. I agree. Well, take your tongue out of her mouth and let her watch the movie. That wasn't my <laughs> respect that cinema. Was, that wasn't my MO. The oh, theater industry's dying on. because of you. Yeah, because oh, of Sora, sure. bitch. Because sure. of Taurus Lothario. People have been jacking off in theaters since, since they've been been there, right? Wait, what? what the oh, fuck? Have they now? What movies are you jacking Which off Which theaters to, right? are you going to? You show Chester. porn in theaters. We'll right? take the piss break. Uh, change his name to the Jacking Colossus, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure those are specific theaters. Yeah, fuck that yeah. movie. Oh boy! All right, let's uh, let's piss. Whew. And we'll come back and we'll do all of our stories. All right. Okay. I see all of you watching live. Thank you for sticking with us. Don't go anywhere just because we're going to take a leak. That would. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is the best part of the week. Stick with us through all of it. We'll piss. Tor will have several slices of pizza. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we will be back. Bathroom breaks kick ass. What gesture's whim there? What? What's wrong? I was just trying to stay away from the microphone. Ted? It was so demonstrative. We don't know what pain is! What? 
Uh, Wasn't she a great old fat person? Wasn't she a great big fat person? Don't you hurt her. Here's here's that number. Maybe she had seven slices of pizza and one piss break. (laughs) Don't you leave that key downstairs. Oh, yeah, I got any suspects. (laughs) I can't handle responsibility. Oh, Dottie, you're so goddamn embarrassing. Go down to piss. It's just so embarrassing. We just go down there to piss, and like he's panically trying to hand the bathroom keys to somebody else. Dude, you know, I've walked out with that key so many times. How about you don't? There is. How some, about you stop? That's there, that's my that's that's no, no, how no, I don't. No, no, that's no, how no, I don't. No, I give no, it to no, someone no, else. No, I don't no, touch no. it. You are deferring responsibility and deflecting. Now there is something to be said for recognizing your shortcomings and no longer putting yourself in a position to fail. Right. But I also appreciate your self-reliance and growth perspective as You're well. You're a fucking asshole when you drink, you don't drink. Get the I, fuck out of here. I, I, when I drink, I take the bathroom key home so I don't touch hey the bro, bathroom key. Hey, bro, if there's 17-year-old girl, 17 year old girls around tour, he's not allowed to just bash them over the head and take them home with him. That's what he wants to do, but he's got to stop himself. Wait. If you're going to live he, in a society, that's the way it's got to be. Exactly. I he did. Bathroom keys are your co-eds. You've got to learn how to use fucking bathroom ah. keys the proper way. I, I do the, like the idea of, of Dotson after having to shell out an Uber to bring the keys back. I like that, too. I've done that, like, twice. Everybody it's loves that. It's great for the show. How about you get a hold of yourself? How about we start there? Jesus Christ. I'm drunk. Can't take the fucking keys. Get a hold of yourself. Drink a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> Drink another pumpkin beer. Be funnier on the show. <laughs> I need advice about <laughs> running the board. <laughs> oh, 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 now you're, you're attacking. Okay. 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 Oh, fuckers. Oh, okay. So now we're true? getting truthful, so yeah, I guess yeah. lying Dotson is gone now. Oh, no. Oh, truth. oh he, just, he just drained the cup, too. He just drained the glass. All right, pour yourself another glass. I got the, I got the beer. You guys want me to... Uh, people think I'm too harsh on Sam Harbaugh. Um, oh, no. Well... I don't, I don't like where this is going. Did he going. say he likes Halloween kills? No, 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 no. Not, I, I wish it was that. Uh, Sam Harbaugh is a nice guy in person. He was, uh, he was just up here, right? He was. Yeah, he was just He's here. also uh, giving me a sword. He gave you a sword, well, which that's is a lot of passes. Is very nice. I think um, there's a precedent set for how many strikes that gives you. He is an unmitigated shithead online, <laughs> and I have I have told him to stop talking online because it's not even for him necessarily. It's for me. I don't want to block Sam Harbaugh, uh, but he is so dangerously close and maybe he just likes to ride that edge you know my dad used to tell me after you had six cigarettes son you have six butt heavies you're gonna ride that edge oh, and no. i think maybe that's what you know that's oh. that's what i think that it, well you know you get, you get to right to the point of being blackout drunk right. you're just like you're fine you know you just ride that edge maybe sam wants to push it to the limit he wants to buy a tiger and put it in the limit. front of his fucking in front of montana Realty company I, I can't really speak for him but um I think it's pretty much canon at this point that, the, that, that we all enjoyed um, uh, Melanoma. What is the name of that movie we all liked? Malignant? That's it. Yeah, okay. Melanoma. We all like that Only movie, Only Russell's right? Ward. <laughs> do, we all, do we all know that we, we agree that we enjoyed that film? Love yeah. That movie. We talked about it on the show, right? I, I don't even remember how it came. Oh, it came up because Tor was showing it to a chick that, yeah. of course, he was being well, mean to. Well, he was to. forcing himself yeah. on right, a woman. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. She, she was she was amenable, so now he doesn't want to speak to her ever oh, again. Oh, she was because, forcing herself on him. Right, right, right. That he, was he the story. Can't, he can't figure that out psychologically with his relationship with his father. True. That the way true. that he's got to take out all the hostilities on any girl that will actually give uh, his phone number up. Hopefully, one day you figure that out. That's your bathroom keys, by the way. Yeah, it's going to go towards <laughs> goat soon. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That um, was, you know. it's, it won't because it's going towards Sam Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. Who, for no fucking reason at all, I just happened to, as we went to the, to the bathroom break, 
Um, I like I like to think of the supporters, the people that are watching this live, as the elite. And the allies. I, we're doing a show, yep. and I went back in there and I took a look at the comments. And uh, here's what Sam Harbaugh wrote: mm. uh, I hope they don't go back and watch *Malignant* so bad. Hey, Sam, fuck you. There's no reason in the fucking world. We all like it. We're right. You're wrong. Take your opinion on Malignant and shove it up your fucking ass. I can't tell you between the gaming stream and your... There's just no reason. And maybe you're like, Duke's your monster. All he's saying is he didn't like a movie. There's no fucking reason. There's no reason. We all love the fucking movie. He's just an asshole on the internet. Well, there's also other ways to phrase that. I don't give a fuck which way. Phrase it in your own home. Go tell your kids that you don't like Malignant. You know what Chad said? You know what John Page doesn't do? Charles Cush doesn't do? Corey Reed doesn't do? None of these motherfuckers do? None of them? They don't sit there as we're all talking about how we like something and shit all over it. Because there's no fucking point. John, did you like Malignant? I did. Yeah, good. Good. But even if he didn't, I was I'm saying, guessing that's not John what he said two hours ago. would go home and <laughs> no, say, John Payne would go home and say, you know what, I really didn't like that malignant movie. I haven't been talking a bunch of shit for weeks and months and years, and now I'm going to also bring that up. Jesus titty, Sam. Here's what I'm trying not to do. Mute your dumb ass. That's what I'm trying not to do. I understand you're self-destructive. There's something going on in your personal life where you can't act out, so you got to act out in all the shit that I do. But come to grips with it. Psychologically, something's come unhinged. <laughs> Every fucking week with that guy. <sighs> oh, Are you at all flattered that you know someone's, no. someone's outlet no. is, is a no. platform no. that you've given? I'm, I'm not flattered. Okay. No, no. Take yourself. Remove yourself from the spon- from the from the Facebook fucking supporters. Remove yourself from the gaming stream. Go over to Reddit like everybody else and talk all the shit you want. The people that are here and bought in for this, I want to be here and bought in. That's what I would like. And even if you didn't like Malignant, you're more than capable of that. There was no reason for it to be brought up other than you're a negative Nelly. And a Nancy. A negative Nancy Nelly. That's like exponentially worse. <sighs> Thank you. Also, he's, he's uh, making fun of Tor, which I don't understand for. Uh, you know, I, thanks for having my back there. You know, he was cutting deep earlier, so you, you standing up for me, that does mean a lot. Actually, I wasn't offended at all by what he said about you. Okay. Right. You know what? When you come out, I have to go on a jack now. When you, for Sam when you, would you, are you happy with him right now? Not thrilled. Okay. They're nice. When you come out against oh. Melanigma, Mel- Mel- whatever the, that movie is, Magnum Force. You might as well. When you come out against Magnum Force, sorry. Melanoma Head. By the way, Magnum Force, Clint great movie. Great fucking movie. <laughs> great fucking movie. Great goddamn movie. His <laughs> Uncle Jackie was better. If Uncle Jackie was a gem. Slancha. Um. Yeah. Sh- cram it up your cram hole. We're talking movies. All right. We were saying. We were saying. We were doing. I watched The Town the other night. We watched it. Still good. Rules. Still good movie. Whose car we taking? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What'd you do? You get my brother all mad That's, that's here. my brother what over there. What'd you fucking do? Yeah, it's so good. Hey, the only part that I don't like is when Matt Affleck goes, socks got rocked. And I'm like, all right, dude. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You're just laying it on a little thick, aren't you? And there's also the bit where he's like, he's wearing a Bruins jacket in one scene, then he's wearing like a Red Sox jacket in another scene, and he's like- Did you know that I'm from Boston? And the character that he wrote uh, for himself was like- uh, yeah, almost, I made it to the league, but I couldn't, you know, I could skate, but I couldn't skate backwards. It's like, no, you didn't make it to the league. In that case, I yeah. get to fuck Blake Lively. Yeah, yeah which uh, league are we talking about By here? the way, Blake Lively's on my nuts, and I want nothing to do with her. It's like, okay. 
I believe you. This is realistic cinema. Yeah. Who's had it better than Ben Affleck, dude? I agree. I mean, what? Phantom's word, bitch. Phantom's like a motherfucker. It wasn't looking good there for a while. I mean, he was in some stinkers. But, uh, man, the town is great. Fucking holds up. I was listening back to uh, uh, our previous episode. We were talking about, in the same conversation, Zodiac and Gone Baby Gone, mm. how they came out in the same year. And I was thinking, like, why th- those movies are both great. How come they didn't get like more run, more recognition? They came out the same year as No Country for Old Men and yeah. There Will Be Blood. Yeah. 2007. It's a bit of a crowded roster. Year, dude. Yeah. Very grim, though. Oh, oh, yeah. Very grim. A lot of reality. Yeah. A little tough. A little dark world view. Uh, Gone Baby Gone is a fucking... That's a tough watch. It's it a is really... Real tough. good movie. Um, that's a one and done situation. I was about to say, I feel like everything that you just mentioned is a little bit of a... T- I mean, actually, no, no Country for Old Men is fun. About? There Will Be Blood I've watched 75 times. Well, it depends on your mindset. If My mindset is I want to watch There Will Be Blood. Right. I mean, in some respects, it's a bit of a tough My watch. Mindset There's a lot of horrible yeah. shit that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to make a Sam Harbaugh joke, but I Sorry. think that would go <laughs> too far. <laughs> See? I think it would go too far. Yeah. Um, I disagree with everything Goat said just there. Uh, no Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood might be two of the most rewatched movies Very I've ever had. And, but, uh, but would you classify them as fun? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. There's a whole ocean of oil. I'm, me. I'm with you. I'm the only one that can get it. <laughs> I'm with you. When he's slapping fucking Paul Dano's head and pushing it. Ooh. <laughs> do you think your song and your dance? I love him. I'm going to bury you underground, Eli. Um, anything look worse than the new Riddler? Um, Paul Dano's Riddler in the new Batman movie? So they're not showing his face. But you saw the trash bag on his head with the duct tape and everything. I don't know right? why that is. Bad bit? Very. They're doing the seven bit. They're doing the that Zodiac that bit. That movie is going to stink. I think, and no think one, so. And no one will will admit it. So I, I realized the, the three or four tangential characters is concerning. Where, oh, we're doing Catwoman. We're doing Riddler. We're doing Penguin. That's we're usually a red flag for any like, superhero oh. movie. And, yeah. and at first I was like, oh, cool, Catwoman. Oh, Penguin. Oh, fuck. They're all in this two-hour movie. Yeah. Oh, no. That's... That's the biggest red flag for me. I think your one comment, Dukes, that you made was how dark it is, and just it's... how they've just turned down the exposure to an to an epic degree. And that one sequence where it's like almost strobe lighting, because it, the only thing that's lighting it is the gunfire. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay. All right. And I like dark movies. I think we all do. Yeah. Um, but the game is an incredibly dark movie, but you can still at least see what's happening. And maybe it sounds like an old guy thing where it's like, I can't see anything. Well, I watch a lot of dark movies. I've seen dark trailers my whole life, and I I couldn't only get about 60% of what was happening. And just how emotion... To become Batman, you couldn't be emotionally completely off the fucking chain. Which yeah. is what Robert Pattinson appears to be in this trailer. Yeah, I think he might be a little bit handcuffed by the Christian Bale performances. You think? Because that was a lot of, as we've mentioned, when he's Batman, the screaming and the shouting and the gravel voice yelling, it's almost now almost a hallmark of the super, like, the, the really modern Batman. A little bit of that in this yeah, trailer. He's when he bangs like on the, the glass, glass at the, yeah, at the jail. Exactly. Oh, no, 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 no. He's gonna, oh, it's fuck. Like, why? He wasn't like that. He he was like that in the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight. Yeah. When he was going when he's pushed to his limits by the Joker and he's interrogated. Yeah. What's the, the I think the embarrassing line that he's like, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Right, but that's like that. again, that's the Dark Knight. Yeah. Yes. In in Batman Begins, it was the whole movie was about him it's, focusing yes, and centering and himself to become yeah. Batman. And we've agreed on this on on iterations of movie shows many times. Batman Begins is the best movie of that franchise. Yes, I would agree. 
I would agree. Yeah, I, I don't. What I'm, what, I think that they 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 changed the Batman for Robert Pattinson is what I'm worried. <laughs> okay, about. okay, I got gotcha. you. Which they shouldn't because it was we've talked ad nauseum with all the movies he's made after the Sparkly Vampire movie. He's a great actor. Like you can just phenomenal fucking, actor. Yeah. He's got the ability to do something different. Yeah, I think they kind of squished him into a little. It feels Christian Baleish when he's Batman on screen. It just and and, and you know we we talk about like an unhinged crazy Batman like. And this is why Keaton's so good. Like in Batman Returns, his Bruce Wayne is like, "What the fuck are you he's doing?" Very, like, but he's, he's quirky. He's, like, he's quirky, but like you can tell he's like kind of crazy in that movie. But like it's so subdued. And then you even you get moments, you know, even in in, in eighty nine where he's doing weird like crazy well, things. But nuts, it's not come like, on, let's yeah, like like there's enough of like. This weird, there, there's something going on up there that we don't have total insight. He doesn't into, look like the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. Never, not uh, once. Yeah. It's yeah. not ham-fisted craziness, well, which is kind of where this seems like and, it's going. And the craziness of Batman at that point is about his obsession to solve the crime. It's obs- his obsession to get his quarry. It's not. I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm, and I'm wow. losing my mind. It's like you know. It's like oh no. I'm just. My life is falling apart outside of being Batman because I can't focus on anything but the task at hand. And so that's like, that's the balance. That's what makes Batman intriguing because he's so focused on what he has to get done. I just remembered there's another villainous character that we haven't even seen yet. John Turturro is playing Carmine Falcone in this Mm. movie. So that's, that's, that's a, what, a fourth you know, I would assume major player yeah. in this story that we still haven't he seen. He almost feels ancillary in the trailer, though. Like, he's sure. kind of the setup for everybody else, except for the fact that apparently there's a giant bomb sequence where he blows Batman up, or he thinks he did. Where he's shouting, I got you! I got you! And well, then here comes that's the... Co- that's Colin Farrell's Penguin. Is it? Yes. I've gotten the face, I got the faces mixed up. Yeah, that's well, no, Colin. He he's unrecognizable. Okay. Colin Farrell is unrecognizable. Which, I got those two I'm, characters I'm, mixed I'm up in the trailer. I'm here yeah. for a major. Oh, I'm, I'm here for an A-lister having so much makeup that they look like a disgusting piece of shit. Okay. You don't even recognize them. I really like that. As thing. a disgusting piece of shit, I'm a little triggered. They took a really handsome man when they could have actually hired a disgusting Just, piece yeah. of shit. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. I don't like that. Who was the actor that played Carmine Falcone in Batman Begins? Tom Wilkinson? That guy's... The shit. By the way, I heard your father begged for his life. Begged. Ooh. Like, when he comes, he goes, like a dog. He goes, don't come down here with your anxiety no, and your depression. <laughs> no gun, I'm insulted. It's so, it's so fucking he's good. He's fucking great. It's fucking great. Who's playing him? John Leguizamo? Tom Wilkinson. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the new one. Oh, in the new one, uh, John Saturo. Oh, that was John Leguizamo. That, Honestly, that would be something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind John. Like, I can see he's a terrible. Movie. Yeah, me too. He do all right. He do all right. But he's he's an un, he's a, uh, a sleeper character. Him and uh, Eric Roberts, by the way, good like side villains. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. All right, um, we got some stories. Where's our uh, music there, please? If you don't mind, Gigantor. I need to come up with some sort of name for this segment, by the way. Ripped from the Marquee <laughs> on the Fortress <laughs> Film Society. <laughs> Thought he's depressed. Goat is obsessed with capitals, power forwards. Wait, there's no power forwards in fucking hockey? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there are. They're power forwards? Well, not officially by position. Oh, why would but, you do that? Why uh, would bad. you do that? That's my bad. But, I thought I made see, a mistake and I wanted to correct myself. There's more guys who have finesse game, and then there's other guys who play oh, with a more physical Pigeon's game, dead. Pigeon's dead. Is there any rope? <laughs> Choking to death. Yeah, we're in the nerd hole. We're cavernous in there. Oh, look, there's a hemorrhoid. We're way down into the nerd hole. <laughs> no, no, only polyps. We hadn't gotten to that oh, point yet. Oh, for the love of Jesus, Titty. Um, let's go ahead and get to Kill Bill Volume 3. Oh, wow. Tube. Could be Quentin Tarantino's final movie. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Um, Quentin Tarantino was interviewed about his final film, as I'm sure he will be a thousand times, and when asked about Kill Bill Volume 3, he said, why not 
but he wants to at first work on, quote, here we go, a comedy western project. I don't believe you. Fuck that. That's what he said. It's not what I said. Um, what's that horrible Seth MacFarlane movie that uh, Torres watched a 13 million times? Ways to Die in the West or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It's fucking moron. He's watched that movie multiple times, but he hadn't seen The Hunt for Red October until last week. Uh, the, full, the full quote, by the way. Why not? But first I want to make a comedy. It's not like my next movie. It's a piece of something that I'm thinking about doing, but I'm not going to describe what it is. But part of the thing, there's supposed to be a spaghetti western in it. So, Like like a four-room situation? I love Quentin Tarantino. Uh, so many of his movies have brought me so much joy. He's a fucking maniac. He's unbearable. <laughs> He's just a... And credit to him. You, you, you've, you've earned the right to be incapable of having a conversation. Uh... So I I don't know. I, I don't really know is his bit. I yeah. feel like he was incapable of having a conversation before he had earned the right to be brutally honest. Maybe just based on everything when he first kind of broke through. Any quote from him was just so off the wall, and he spent his entire burgeoning part Look, of his man, career. Man, it all comes back to real fucking Bravo, man. Yeah, okay, okay. I used to be an usher at a porno theater, and yeah. then I slept in the back of the blockbuster. Yeah. Okay, I've seen every movie on the fucking shelf, and that's gonna play into this next project. Okay, he's pretty good. He's just a fucking. He's a I, maniac. He's not bad. It. Someone's, yeah. a, someone's a maniac. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not as in love with the Kill Bill franchise as any of you guys. I think. Really? Uh, I don't particularly care for the first one at all. Oh, uh, okay. The huh. second one's decent. Like I, mean, I think two's the two's the better. Two's one. great, and the showdowns are great. When she's sitting down with the fucking, where's Bill? I just cut her face. Like that guy is a monster. Fucking the scenes with Carradine are great. Yeah. Um, too much crying. Um, too much. Too many feet. The the the, the trailer. Too many feet. The like fight. The, feet. the fight Duke in the trailer. Too is. many feet. <laughs> <laughs> the fight in the trailer, I think, is the best sequence in either oh, of those dude. movies. Tremendous. Awesome. Also, I love the training. I love like the silhouette where she's doing like all the moves. I, like that. I think it's a little more stylized in the second. Michael one. Madsen burying her underground. That shit. Mm. Gut full of rock salt. I just love Michael Madsen. She deserves too. her vengeance. Um, the part with the ass fucking uh, bites him in. The oh yeah. Horrifying. It's just. It, that that movie's great. Um, I don't need any more of that franchise. If he was gonna I feel make like it, wrapped up pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he'd make a sequel. I'm, you know, that was one movie that was split up. So I don't know yeah. if he'd be open to a sequel for anything else. But um, I always wanted. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, zombie Bastards, where you went back to Inglorious Bastards oh. and they're fighting zombies. That's always what I've wanted. But, that works. Uh, I doubt that's going <laughs> to take place. Yeah, that seems unlikely. Star Trek movies would sound like a good idea for me. Him doing something like some other property, I thought would be fun. But uh, especially when you you look at the the love that he has for television and how well that's displayed in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, uh, that's that's a movie about television, and you can tell he's got such an affinity for 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 television of that era. That's that was like proof to me because before and I was like Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek movie. What after I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like, oh, he knows this era so right. well and yeah. he's seen so much of it. He could really do something special while still being uh, uh, not not necessarily faithful, but still having a lot of love in the product for the original show. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to the fact that there's a clip of Clutch Cargo in Pulp Fiction. Like, even the, you know, the... Ooh, that <laughs> Pelican! He's so silly! <laughs> it's like, the that. fact that that's in there at a time where, who the hell remembered Clutch Cargo at that point? So that's that's kind of a, 
an indicator of just how in deep he is as far as just overall pop culture. Also, Animation Goat, where the only thing that is moving is the human mouth. Creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. Were kids supposed to watch that? Yes, indeed. Also, as well, chronicled Fruit Brute in that scene, uh, as we've we've come to learn, Eric Stoltz. Um, what do you guys think about him doing a fucking... The, 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 his bit where he reimagines well-known historical... Like history, yeah. I, I like that bit a lot. Like, yeah. Bastards was great. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. Like, if he wanted to just pick another time that we're all kind of familiar with and redo it, I, I think that's a, a great jag that he's on. Yeah, I think he's got enough source material, obviously, uh, out there to just sort of take what's there and, and put enough of a twist on it that it's definitely his own story. My, my, my issue with doing another he said what a comedy western that's what it sounds is that, like. like look i i understand like westerns are his bag they've influenced every movie that he's made prior mm-hmm. but he's made two westerns already and um i do think the hateful eight is probably the weakest of all of his movies i don't like that movie um i know we we have uh different feelings you, you don't like Django at Hate all Django. right i i think Django is Hate good it. but it's still it's it's much lower on on his whole catalog I've seen him make westerns. Kill Bill is is a western as sure. well. Yeah. I one thing about I, I would say the best thing about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that that was that was a an evolved Quentin Tarantino that we had never seen before. Where it's like okay, this is like an older Tarantino. Like he's grown. Like he's grown after thirty years. He's grown in his like movie making and his script writing. I want to see more new stuff from him. New in that like we had not seen him tackle that type of story before. That type of movie before. And I don't want to see him go back to a trope of his. Okay, but the best part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the pit bull mauling the hippies and then Leo kicking the door open with the flamethrower. So, and that's vintage Tarantino. So, Well, that's great, but, but, but we it's also... In we, it's in a slightly different package. I understand that, but he, also, he was robo-doping us for two and a half hours. But we had two hours of really great stuff leading up to that. Sure, we but, had, but we had, the best know, stuff, yeah. the best stuff... And, and the, the Bruce Lee fucking Brad Pitt fight. And I'm okay. Mm. And, and I assume that we will get that in whatever movie we we, we see from a him. A rematch with Bruce Lee and Brad Pitt? I, I hope God, I fucking it. hope so. Yeah. I, I kill you, you, I go to jail. I got news for you. Um, there was a rumor that his last movie would be he would re, he would remake Reservoir Dogs. And so oh, wow. What would be great, that could easily be made into a western. Like if he redid Reservoir Dogs, but as a Just western, a time that's, period. Was, yeah. that's what the Hateful Eight was. He he claimed that was like a he claimed he I watched, was like I paying didn't... tribute to. Oh really? I, yeah, he uh, he said that in interviews before. He's like, this is like a western version of Reservoir Dogs meets the thing. I don't remember. Like he said that remember, in many interviews. I don't remember Tim Roth. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things. They, he I guess he so. used um, they're trapped and, in the snow in a cabin. Yeah, and they the the score the was factor, recycled Ennio yeah. Morricone music from. From the thing wasn't um wasn't fucking Shane Vendrell in the cellar that whole time in the movie? No, Channing Tatum. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it yeah, it was Tatum? Magic Mike. Yeah, who is what is Vendrell was up top? He was. Yeah, he was the guy. Walton who, Goggins. He was the guy who yes. recognized. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Henry yeah. Fonda's character. Who did the poisoning? Because remember, Kurt, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell gets poisoned and vomits blood everywhere. Didn't like that. Didn't I've like only, Sam dude, I've only seen it blown. twice. Like, I, it's a horrible it's, movie. It's the least rewatched I hate movie it. that, that oh, I've it was seen the, uh, the the cowboy that was sitting there with the Spurs. He did the poisoning. Kurt Russell, uh, the, in, Michael in Ma- Michael Madsen. I think the gravelly voice. Gentleman. Yeah, Michael Madsen. Yeah, yeah. He the did the gravelly poison. voice. If you can't name Michael Madsen, but it's difficult to have these conversations. I, the the, the yeah. if you can have Kurt Russell, 
with a giant mustache and a cowboy hat and a rifle riding a horse, and I don't like it. That's, you done you've fucked done up something big time. wrong. Yeah, um, yeah it's tough. It's a bad movie. Uh, Django, I just thought, was just, it just almost felt like he was doing an impression of himself. Like, Django reminded me of watching someone that was really influenced by Tarantino trying to make a Tarantino I movie. think, yeah, mm. Jang- Django and Hateful Eight are his most, like, almost like self-parody. Um, which is which weird because is- you would think him doing a Western would be a fucking no-brainer. I right. feel like I feel like Hateful Eight was done more for the gimmick of having it on the ultra-wide screen on the roadshow tour more than it was the actual movie itself. Which I did see, and yeah. like it was impressive, but by the time it ended and we walked out, I was like, well, I, th- I think I do like... That was something. Every every one of his other movies better than this one. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think that, but it was definitely made almost more as an homage to the technology of cinema that had gone by as opposed to making a better movie. But, but he yeah. did say, oh, I'm this was influenced by Reservoir Dogs. And I'm like, okay, maybe go fuck yourself, dude. Yes. Like, you were influenced by one of your own movies. Like, maybe just you say know, that you've evolved. when I look back at the masterpieces I've created, I like to remix them and make new stuff that's just like it. But not really. We also know you like to suck on toes. Please stop putting disgusting, dirty bare feet in your fucking movies. Ugh. Well, for this next movie, does it intrigue you that everyone's going to be speaking a different language? What? That's what I saw in the quote, because I also had this this uh, story as my story. Uh, well, you was, didn't email it over. I didn't email mine over, yeah. so... It's called The that's Podiatrist, a, yeah, that's and a, it's... That's an on me. What a weird flex, by the way. This was my story, too, 40 minutes into the conversation after I emailed it over before the show. Let me check my emails. None from you. About anything to do with this show. Should have checked my email beforehand. <laughs> Very good. That's on me. But Very good. He, he said he wants everybody speaking a different language. The Mexican bandito is an Italian. The hero is an American. The bad sheriff is a German. And the Mexican oh. saloon girl is Israeli. I mean, that's like that's like how spaghetti westerns were. Is everyone, sure. everyone else was everyone was speaking a different language based on the cast. So that's just like a direct throwback or tribute to those style He's gonna movies. Dub which the like, English in probably. That's like I guess that's that's cool, but I would rather see that in like a fifteen minute segment instead of sure. like your last feature. Especially with I I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has become my favorite movie of his. Um I, I just think that movie is lightning with a pulp fiction? Yes. Wow. Like, really, really. And, and 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 those were the those were the two those are wow. his two best movies. Dude, we've done like six it's hours a ridiculous on ridiculous thing to say. When's the last time you watched it? Pulp Fiction? No, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Recently. I watch it all the time. I've watched it probably five or six I, I, times. I, I just, I think it is, it is yes, a I love very that special movie. movie. It is a special movie. You're right. Pulp Fiction, th- there have been no copycats of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I could name you 12 of Pulp Fiction. I mean, yeah. honestly, if we're coming down to like a debate between those two movies, it's like... No, no, I, I just want you to be clear. You're, you're allowed to like whatever you like, and I love that movie, and you're allowed to take that stance. Nobody would ever debate that. You're the only one debating that's a better movie than Pulp Fiction. You're alone. Message me on Instagram if you feel so much. <laughs> Slide into my DMs. That's funny. Uh, did, you have, uh, did you have something to contribute, Lottie Dottie? We like to spot it. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody. That's me. That's you. <laughs> that's definitely that's you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, we, we actually talked about John Wick a little earlier in the show. We did. Um, Mentioning Larry Fishburne and his questionable role in those last two movies could just be poorly written, but a lot of pigeon shit. Yeah. Aside from his his yeah. his role in those those movies, those sequels that came, uh, what what has also stemmed from that IP is the uh, the Stars television show that we've been talking about for a couple of years Stars. at this point, uh, called The Continental, yeah. uh, based around the the hotel yes. that uh, is is really kind of the 
I guess the the centerpiece in in those three movies. It's where it always comes back to, mm-hmm. and that's the the hotel for assassins where they stay and they conduct business. It's like the network cool. hub for yeah. the entire underworld. Yeah, and uh, they've cast their lead. Uh, someone, uh, Colin Woodell, which I, I'm unfamiliar with the name, but they also, with the lead, they released the the premise of the show, and uh, it's a prequel. It's a prequel television show. It's awesome. Show. So it Very is... Very cool universe, the gold coins, all the uh, the conduct inside of the Continental. Do you see who else is starring in it? Uh, coming... Uh, no, I don't I'll give you a hint. That you want a hint? Yes, please. He plays Martin Riggs. <laughs> oh, I was going to say he was in a movie that we watched for the Fortress Film <laughs> yeah, Society. Yeah, I just know that neither one of them know who that is. Mel Gibson? Yeah, he didn't oh. know. He just looked it up. I watched. I it. know who Mel. I know who Martin Riggs it is. I just rewatched Lethal Weapon. Very upset. Hey, good. Did you see how much silence was in between when I said Martin Riggs? They went out. He started. Well, typing I was. I was waiting to see where Mel Gibson was mentioned in this fucking article. Well, maybe not in that article, but he's been cast in the Continental. He also starred as Martin Riggs in the Lethal Weapon movies. I like those movies. One, two, three, and it's four. It's just been revoked. I like that part. No, he doesn't. First of all, he didn't say that. Oh wait, Mur- no, Murtaugh that- said that. I'm drunk. Who is played by? You don't know. Uh, that's uh, fine. It's no, fine that you don't know Danny Glover's name. But Danny, it, it's not that big of a deal. But you I just, don't give me enough time. But what I'm saying is I've been drinking. You made me drink, and I've been drinking. I made you drink, and you've been drinking? Goat put that beer in front of you. You asked me if you could have some bourbon. I said, yes, of course. Well, You're right. Goat, huh? fuck you. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. Look, it's a volume's going way up. I blame Sam Harbaugh. Everything's falling apart. That's where the negative talking about movies. That's where then, the negativity started. That's well, what I say. It's a prequel to the John Wick movies. Huh? It's a TV show though. It is a TV show. So it's on Stars. Stars. Which, have you watched anything on Stars where? before? Star, uh, Stars. 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 Yeah, I watched movies are all the, actually like, Stars is a good lineup of movies. Any of their uh, any of their original TV shows. Who's I watched on that Black Sails. I watched a little bit of uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Okay, I, I, it was a How good was time. I, I I never finished it out, but it's got like it's very Army of Darkness. Like, I enjoyed it goofy. so much. I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It, it's like I I got like three or four episodes in. It does. It didn't. I think it went for like two seasons. Um, I never followed up with it. It's it's like really silly compared. Like I'd rather be watching Evil Dead Two than uh, Ash vs. Evil. He's Red getting into it, isn't he? Like he is straight in. I love Drunk Dottie. Oh, there you are, oh, no, Drunk no, Dottie. I'm self-conscious. Why are you like saying the that? kid in Hook? You know, he pushed Peter's face away. Drunk Dottie comes out. Get all no. that icing off of his face. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. it appears to be a story about the origin of the hotel. You think uh, like when they're in the, the Continental, 70s. they like have a big banquet, and then they stand up on the table and yell bangerang, and then just start throwing fucking goop at each other all over the place? I mean, that was just a frosting for dinner, right? I mean, that's that's what I always hoped it was. Hey, Rufio, why don't you go suck on a dead dog's nose? I gotta rewatch Hook. Remember then he sees all the, uh, the yeah. icing? It is weird how many just plates of goop there were yeah. at that table. Oh, they're lost boys. What are they? Yeah, watching? exactly. They're just was eating. that Spielberg, by the way? No, maybe he presented. I can't imagine he directed it. Yo, bro, you want to get upset? Google, go to Rotten Tomatoes and type in Hook right now, oh. and wait till you see what I, it gets on I, the old tomato. I feel meter. like you might have mentioned this on a previous episode. <sighs> Anytime, like I'm in a good mood and I want to make sure that I put an end to that shit, I the go. The world I, is not right. Yeah, I go and I do this, and I realize, oh, I'm I'm not meant for this world. That was the Thirteenth Warrior Go, where they were getting panned on Rotten Tomatoes for no ah. reason. Okay, oh, same God. same basically. Well, but this might be worse. Damn. Yeah. What is it? 29% from the critics. 29%. The 76% from the audience, which is... Well, least, that's even yeah. actually a little tepid, if you ask me. I wonder if it's the two-hour and 24-minute runtime. I wish it was twice as long. 
Dude, it was Spielberg, and it was his project in between. That he the directed? La- he did direct it. Wow. In between The Last Crusade and Jurassic well, Park. What the fuck happened? How could. How would Spielberg get that level of disrespect? I have no idea. It must just be like, that's where weird. was this in relation to toys? Have you ever seen toys? Oh, that's a bad movie. Oh my god, it's so atrocious. Yeah. Have you ever seen toys? I've been told to avoid it. Yeah, but, I, but, I never had the pleasure. But I wonder. I've if seen that's Hook. Like, I've seen Hook, but not since I was a kid. I wonder if the Vanity Robin Williams like. No, but the Dustin Hopkins is Captain yeah, Fucking Hook. Smee yeah. alone in that Smee. Yeah, Hopkins, Smee's me. Hopkins is Smee. And, and like, Dustin Hopkins is Hook. And it's I, like, yeah. I just remember the, they have, like, the baseball game. And someone's like, oh, he's stealing second. And he, he shoots his ass. jumps up and shoots him. And a two round dude. He throws it. He falls down on the ground. This is a fucking great movie. I got to revisit Hook, man. What's wrong with it? By the way, both of the team, you know what the baseball team names are? Both of them? What's that? The Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> They're both wearing Pirates jerseys. You never seen it, have you? I have not. No, that's why oh, I've stayed rather my. quiet during oh, this conversation. That's I'm looking up right now to see if it's streaming anywhere. Great fucking movie. Great movie, Hook. It's a lot of fun. It really is. Like I, even if you don't, even if you don't think it's quote unquote good, it's a lot of fun. It's good. Like that's what well, I'm saying. Like even if you go like, well, I can see the flaws. Enjoy yourself. It's and a, watch it's a it. kids have movie. Have fun. There's some dialogue issues in there. I yeah. would say. Oh, by the way, Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Yeah. yeah. And a smoke. And they figure out a way to make her life size. So remember, after Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Julia Roberts is an automatic A plus from this gentleman over here. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got all boned up. I believe that was his first encounter with Julia Roberts. What year did uh, Hook come out? Uh, Was it 91? 91. Okay. I've had boners before that. I'm only to confirm. That is the first boner I remember. Okay. (laughs) Is when uh, I remember the boner I got when Julia Roberts became life size. And started making out with Peter, and he's married. That's when I knew I liked infidelity porno. Uh, he's, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Jester just calls that porno. He calls that a documentary. <laughs> Jester calls that lifestyle porno. Oh, shit. Um, Cinema verite. Yeah, yeah. He's married, and he's trying to go get his kids from Neverland, but then, uh, then Tinkerbell is alive, and she becomes full size, and they start making out. And uh, yeah. yeah. Got a boner. I mean, he does end up, you know, spoiler alert, he ends up realizing he married someone for a reason. How the but- fuck do you not fuck Pixie magical look, Julia Roberts. You, you gotta feel like you get a pass for that one. You're like, look, I never thought she'd be full size, okay? How like, she, how, how am I supposed to pass this up? And how far was she gonna go? Because mm-hmm. she goes more and like he's like, oh yeah. And then they're like, oh, they're gonna fuck in front of all these kids. <laughs> Dude, I might have to revisit this tonight. Yeah, it's a <laughs> totally <laughs> different movie when you look at it from as an adult. The Jim yeah. Jaster autobiography is going to be called Fuck in Front of All These Kids. <laughs> because we have no other option. Oh, no. <laughs> Where else is it going to happen? Uh, Jester, I don't know if you can get that on oh camera, but Dottie just emptied God, the bottle. The bottle's upside down. <laughs> Remember when he bottle. bitched about having this extra beer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're drinking a 10% beer, you just emptied the bottle of Buffalo Trace. Well, let me just go ahead and polish this off. That's not my Uber. <laughs> it can't be. It's motion. No, no, no. That, so guy's, I, no, that guy's for somebody so else. So I drive me 40 minutes home. I just wait, you wait till the broadcast hoot next week, you motherfucker! Oh, oh shit! Oh you no! Babysit me for six hours. All bets. Are oh. Coming home with core. you. Got you to go home with core. Core. <laughs> so Julia Roberts goes from like short-haired Tinkerbell to like long-haired, uh, full-size. I don't know. If she has long hair. She. She's I think she still keeps the pixie cut. She's yeah. very. Uh-huh. She's very uh, attractive. I'm all in. I'm gonna break some news to you. Julia Roberts is generally pretty attractive in the films she's in. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know that. I know, Again, yeah. Lim Radio, we're out on it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, are we done with? Uh, how do we get the hook? 
I, I don't no remember. Idea, actually. It was, was it Tarantino and... I don't know. Described Ant-Man's evening last night. Hook. <clears throat> it's all you, Goat. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boy. Uh, are we all familiar with uh, at least a, a decent portion of Mel Brooks's catalog? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the news that uh, the long-awaited quote-unquote sequel to History of the World Part 1 is on its way to Hulu, apparently, as a variety yeah, series. Yeah, it's the most disappointing news of my weekend. I have to admit, I was kind of like, is this going to be good? Can it Can it be good? If it, was making it, it was, if it was a movie, I would at least... I don't know what a variety... I mean, are they going to do a live show? Is it going to be like a fucking well, I know the ensemble? Mo- like- yeah, the movie, I guess at the end, had song and dance yes. numbers for the Spanish Inquisition and stuff, but I, I think that might be what they mean by a variety show. I think? Because that was... Traditionally, the term variety show is a little bit of comedy, some song and dance numbers, and some other stuff, but I'm more concerned, and I, this has just incessantly been brought up on social media, is... What can he get away with in 2021, 22? I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to everyone. Nothing. Yeah. He like, can't get away with, with anything. I mean, a lot of people are saying in light of the Chappelle thing recently where the Netflix CEO or whatever went to the mat for Chappelle in defense of him and then now, I guess, recanted his statement or something. I'm not sure where that situation lies, but it's interesting to see like what sort of freedom is he going to have? Is, is it going to be that envelope-pushing comedy that was his hallmark that has, I guess, in some ways, been misunderstood as time has gone How by. How into his 90s is he? Uh, that's a great question. I want to say Stand he's... Stand by. He's an older gentleman Yes, now. he's definitely an older gentleman. I feel like he's been 90 forever. Yeah, well, his, uh, you know, his kid is, right? Yeah. It's Max Brooks, who wrote uh, World War Z. Celebrated author, 1926. He also so wrote that, that Sasquatch him... book that I read, which is good. Yeah. He's 95. Okay, Jesus so, Christ! Yeah, that, that's even even as someone who knew him only as relatively an old person, that makes me feel older yeah, than I probably here, here's, do. But here's what's going to happen: um, he is going to have his name on this, and yeah. there's going to be a team of woke assholes writing the fucking whole deal where they do a bunch of you know sterilized jokes. I mean, you want to talk about people that that pushed boundaries? Uh, yeah. You know, it's this guy, then it's like probably Stern in the early, the late '80s, early '90s, and then you know, I'll go ahead, Eddie Murphy, Raw, like go go through it. You know, Carlin. Like, there's a very short list yeah. of fucking people. And, that, and the fact that Pryor and Mel Brooks like work together for yeah. Bla- on Blazing Saddles yeah. is just one of the more amazing things ever. Yeah. I uh, I think that um, that movie is going to be. Um, if, if, as long as it's a movie, didn't Bill Murray have like a Christmas special or something? It was a bunch of singing and fucking it was dancing. Funny. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was Sophia Coppola who made it. Okay, yes, it was the Bill Murray so, Christmas so. special but he, but he on, was, on Netflix. Yeah, he was in it. Like yeah. it was his deal. It but, was almost. It was like, very. You, well, you know, you know what else Sophia Coppola has done, right? Lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah, it was very like it was, late it model was, Bill Murray. It was of that where it was sort of somber and mildly depressing. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have high hopes for it. Is what I would say. Um, I would definitely watch anything Mel Brooks does. Uh, that's been sure. my policy. Just to my give it a chance. Life. Yeah. Favorite and, Mel Brooks uh, property? Well, it should be everyone's, right? Blazing Saddles. I'm very partial to Young Frankenstein. As as am I. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, mean I, I love Blazing Saddles. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting it down. I just I very much uh, enjoy a lot of what happens in Young Frankenstein. Did you say Richard Pryor was in Blazing Saddles? No, he helped write it. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, he worked with him on it to make. Right, just yeah. making sure. I, thought, I go, think I ori- would not say something. No, like I that. think originally he was supposed to be the sheriff, but for some reason that didn't come. Cleavon Little. Yeah. Who that, is 
Tremendous. Him and Gene Wilder. Just knock it out Unbelievable. Of the Their did, scenes together are so why great. Why did him and Gene Wilder do 15 movies? I mean, same. I, you look at Gene Wilder and any of these. Uh, well, is there, there's a reason why properties. Madeline Kahn and Gene Wilder are in all the Mel Brooks I, movies. Like, re- why would you yeah. cast anyone else? Revisited uh, the producers back in the spring. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I just laughed for, for 90 minutes straight. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, there aren't too many movies that give you a cardboard belt as a punchline. So that's, I, I think actually History of the World Part 1 might be on the lower end of the scale for me. I think there's a lot of great moments in it, but on the whole, it just feels very disjointed. And it's just kind of an excuse to get in some jokes. So I'm not as excited about this as a lot of other people seem to be, even before you get to the what can he get away right. with. Uh, Weren't they saying for a long time they were going to do like a Spaceballs 2 as well? I hope not. Although it would be fun to see. I don't like it at all. But it'd be great to see them. If they were shitting on the original Star Wars movies like that, could you imagine oh my God. what they could do with oh, yeah. these they Star Wars movies? Well, they almost now. don't have to, though. Just, you That's know what they should the do? They should, they, they should just put up the, the title screens for the new Star Wars movies and be like, go watch these. You'll laugh your fucking ass off. <laughs> it's a Netflix special. It's 45 <laughs> seconds long, and it's over. Speaking of uh, Richard Pryor, he starred, he starred in a couple movies with Gene Wilder. There's one that he did called Hear No Evil, See No yes. Evil, where yeah, he's blind, about that one. And, yeah. and, and Gene Wilder is deaf, and it's fucking hilarious. And yeah. no, one, no one has seen it. You should see that movie. It's a great movie. It's great. Yeah. I love Gene Wilder. Sucks he's dead. How many... Uh, I would trade Robert Pattinson. Let me just make a list here. Oh, well, that is just an unfair game. Like, shit. Let's make a list. How about the entire cast of The Batman? <laughs> I was going to say The Eternals. We trade oh, all God. of The Eternals Two of the cast of The Eternals. Why the fuck would you even... Wait a minute. Peoples is in. He's Commissioner Gordon in The Batman, right? Peoples Hernandez? Yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, I, I want him to live. See, that's... I would... But I traded for Gene Wilder. Yeah, it's not that hard There's of a call. Not too many people. Daniel Craig. Yeah, mm. you're out of here. I'm sorry. I, I do like, like Layer Cake a lot. Oh, I like Daniel Craig quite a bit, but he's got to go. Layer Cake didn't do it for me. No, no, really. No. Felt like it really wanted to be a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's true. Well, I can that's, see that. That's most of Matthew Vaughn's career. Yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie's a director. So noted. Layer Cake Daniel is Craig's a movie. an actor. <laughs> Actually, he played someone named James Bond. This is a podcast. 007. Layer cake. Layer cake's a movie as well as yeah. a dessert. Do we have any layer cake in here? By I the way, I'm fucking starving. Do we have any? Fresh out. It's the worst kitchen in radio. Damn it! Um, oh my god, we've crossed two hours. Right, no wonder Tor's upset. <laughs> it's Tor's story. You got a story, right, Tor? It's your it's your turn. Movies. They're coming out. Good night. I uh, I didn't check my email before the show, so I uh, inadvertently had the same story that you Shoot pulled had. one story. Yeah. I've got a bonus story. Luckily, it's have called you, little thing called show prep. That's have, what I do. Have you heard about the Batman Cape Crusader animated series that's coming out? No. I'm excited about that. Are you? I've no. got so my biggest issue with that headline was that oh they're doing they're they're doing things that Batman the animated series never could do. Right. And like because it was on show, Fox on but the also afternoon. Like, but like yeah. that that show is perfect to me. So why do they need why does their marketing have to be oh we do something that this show wasn't able to do? Well, that show is like the pinnacle for me. So why does it have to be a comparison? Maybe they don't think it's the pinnacle just because it's the pinnacle for you. They took the governor off. Now that's going to be on HBO Max, so they can get away with they a little bit more. They took the catalytic converter off. They're making a lot so. of DC cartoons for adults now recently. You really, you see that, right? I do. Uh, a shitload I, of them. 
I'm, but like, I'm totally fine with just Batman the Animated Series going okay. back to that. Okay, but a lot of times they continue making properties, even if you are fine with it or not. Because I mean, the only argument that I'm hearing from you is you like Batman the Animated Series. I do, but this won't take away from that. This it, is just more material. I'm going to change my Twitter bio to just I like Batman the <laughs> Animated Series. By the way, and one of the original creators of that series is working on this as well. Okay, so Bruce Tim, who is one yeah. of the like most you know, in depth creative visionaries behind that series is the uh, creative force behind this one. He's involved with J.J. Abrams, which may be a hit or miss mm -hmm. faction, but I feel like he's going to lurk in the shadows and just sort of do his thing. At least I hope so. So going to see I, some Batman dick? Is that what, what, I, what we I, were well, denied on? My God. I, <laughs> there was we, Batman dick exposed in, what was it, uh, DC Metal? Is that what it was called? Oh, I don't know about that we one. Have, with, uh, with the, um, Google Batman's the Batman, dick. It'll come the Batman right who laughs. I'm gonna. Yeah. This is my work machine. I mean, you this don't see great. the Batman who laughs dick. That's the Joker and the Batman. But it was same, uh, same series. Do you know how... Very cool, actually. Do you know how the Batman who laughs came to be? I, I, I think I read a couple of those comics, but I never found the Can origin. you just say no? No. Because you don't know. Would you look at that? There's Batman's dick. Told you. Anybody would like to see Batman's dick, Google it. It comes right up. It's Damn. been in the comic. It is uh, It is canon. Tor, do me a favor. Just hit home on your MacBook. Really it's quick. canon. Batman damned number one. <laughs> Batman's dick. NSFW. There you it's go. the first thing that came up. He's hung like a goddamn batarang. It's, like, it's like a multiverse situation. I feel right? worse about myself right now. So the Batman, Are you saying his dick is like a multiverse situation? So the Batman who laughs, he's got... Um, the Joker's got neurotoxin in his heart and so when his heart stops beating it releases the neurotoxin so that it goes into the person that killed him and then they become the new joker mm. and it just happens ah. to be batman <laughs> so you have batman's experience his skills and his sensibilities and then he becomes the joker and that is who the batman who laughs did is. you read that whole that whole line i did it's really fucked up yeah it's good it's I, very good i, I caught I, whatever what was coming out, it was like 2019 a couple of the like the single issues and i just remember being like what the fuck it's a multiverse <laughs> i've never seen anything like have you this. heard about the grim knight no, I don't. You love him. Night. That's the Batman who doesn't mind murking people, so he just walks around Ooh. like strapped up like Spawn and just fucking kills. I mean, everybody. the Batman who laughs—he just looks like Hellraiser meets Batman. He's fantastic. <laughs> I love him. He's a—he's uh, a great. They have a, a bunch of great skins in Mortal Kombat for him. Uh, just real quick, uh, I, I had a story, but then uh, I'm go, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the ten best songs in horror movies. Oh, I'm going to read them to you. Then I want you to tell me the website I got them from, because <laughs> no, you all will be able to do it. You ready? I have a feeling. Ten to one. Um, well, 10 is somehow Red Right Hand by Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. From Scream? How's that 10? What the fuck? That's one, right? That yes. Should, that should be one. Well, uh, we well. well, because of this fucking list. Right. We Belong Together by Robert and Johnny from Christine. Mm. Is that? It's fine. Is that from It Chapter 2? That's from Christine. No, it's Christine. Oh, Christine. When he just oh, said Christine. That was the... Look how upset Tori I mean, you can make fun of his lack of knowledge all you want, but he's at least listening. Yeah, and he's uh, kind of awake. Number eight. <laughs> oh, oh, for two of the first two I, movies I, you I mentioned. Think, I think it's also... It's, I believe it's also in It Chapter 2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number eight. I got five on it by Lunez from Us. <laughs> Wait. I got five on it? Oh for three. By the loonies is like don't know. Is it loonies? Yeah, it's the loonies. It was like Shock G did like produced they it. Also, there's, a whole, there's a whole it. scene. Oh, you've heard it's breaking. Like, the, yeah, there, there's. It's I in, still it's haven't heard trailer. about it. I still but, don't know what you're talking about. There's five. Well, there's a whole scene in that movie. Make sure that Now the goat cover is somewhat intriguing, but I've never heard that song. These are Halloween songs, by the way. That I don't buy. So far, they're one for three. Yeah, yeah. Hip to be square, Huey Lewis in the news, American Psycho. Uh, I think maybe of American Psycho when I hear it. Is that a horror movie? No. 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 I've seen it. 
You've seen? Oh, you're yeah. just going by which movie? Yeah, seen. I'm now one for four. Well, you're about to be over oh, one for five. Here we go. Dream Warriors by Dawkins. Nightmare on Elm Street okay. Three. Way higher up the list. That Should, was my is that a Halloween one. song? No, but it's a horror movie song. At I least. like the song. It's a yeah. song for the movie, which yeah. is better than most of these. And, so far. and it's played in the pub at the end of uh, Boys from County Hell. Okay, but have you ever walked into a store and they've had Halloween music on and that song is played? Not at all. No, no. no. That's what it comes on Ozzy's Boneyard. Dude, yeah. it's terrible. Nation every once in a while. If you type yeah. in Halloween mixtape like on fucking Amazon Music oh, yeah. or Spotify, they're all dog shit. It's just it an algorithm like based on titles more than anything else. Yeah, this one actually works uh, well. Mister Sandman by the Cordettes. Halloween two, Iconic. okay, and H two O, and it's and it's creepy enough. And creepy, yeah. yeah if, by if the it's way, out of out of context, that's a creepy ass song. Revisited H two O this weekend instead of rewatching. It's Halloween better than Kills, you thought, isn't it? Way better than Halloween Kills. Thank you. Yeah. Holds up. Would you like to apologize to anyone at the table? I do apologize to you. Thank you. I know. I know you were very fond of that sequel. <laughs> well, I, it's it's not as bad as you wanted to. What's the one with Busta Rhymes in it? Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now we're gonna get you on that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, Goodbye Horses, Q Lazarus, The Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't... Halloween? No. I wouldn't kick it out of bed on a Halloween play mix, but I, I would not... Maybe like number nine or ten, sure. I would say. Sure. Number three, Red Bone by Childish Gambino from Get Out. <laughs> no. Mm. Remember, guess the website. Uh, Blue Moon by the Marcells from American Werewolf in London. Hmm. That... Would- not works. a creepy song at all. It's not, not a, a creepy, not a creepy song. song at all. I would that would be and like the, the number original, ten for me because it's guess. the original Blue Moon. It's not yeah. like if it were a weird like off kilter like creepy cover, kind of like that uh, update of Mad World. Oh yeah, like I could see oh, that being oh, like, Gary Jules. Yeah, I could see that being like oh. okay. Like, that yeah. song fucks me up, dude. Yeah, I don't like hearing people. Sometimes they call Chad and he answers, and I'm just like playing that song over yeah. the speaker. And I oh. hang up. Hey, buddy. And I start sending pictures of my junk. Lose my number, please. Uh, number one, Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult, Halloween. So this is what I would expect, at least in the top three uh, of, of, of this list. But to have Red Right Hand that far back? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's fucking weird. Also, the boogeyman that I, the, from, um, what is that horrible movie with the pederast did? Um, <laughs> horrible fucking horror movie. Drives a big truck. Joyride? Joy Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. That song, too. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Where'd you get yeah. those? That's all those fucking. Oh, I'm talking about the director. I call okay, that I the Bioshock yeah. effect. When you just have an old song that's out Actually. of context. Oh, it's great. It's just like, oh, and if it's slightly like off kilter. Yeah. yeah. That, that fucking Bioshock soundtrack is so creepy. And a lot like Somewhere Beyond the Sea is not a creepy song. No, but, but when, in you, that, when you have that weird, it's playing out of one megaphone speaker yeah. as opposed to an actual sound system. It's just, yeah. And it's I love that. A little warpy on the, on the, on the turntable. Do you like, guys no, want to guess you. the website that came from? Is there, a, is there a rant in the title? There sure is. Is there a screen in the title? There sure is. Jesus. And a screen rant <laughs> written all over it. Dude, do yourself a favor. Hit on like on that Facebook page. I, I just every once in a while before this show, I check it for LARFs. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. I do not go there for news. They are absolutely horrific. They're the Kotaku of fucking movie websites. <laughs> That's saying something. It certainly is. All right, Tor, you've... Uh, You've endured enough. You've achieved your goal. We're going to set you free. Well, we, we might have um, something else we need to check before we uh, <gasps> close out. What's that? Uh, Corey Rita sent in uh, maybe something nice. He did? Oh. At least that's what Wasn't he said. Wasn't he supposed to come in here? I, w- I rather would have had his fucking... Uh, his presence? I would have rather had him yeah, as a person in here with us. Uh, let's see here. For 
Andy for Charles Cooch actually donated. Goddamn, Andy is just killing Charles Cooch tonight. Thank you so much, Andy. Uh, Corey Rita has sent in nothing tonight, just so you oh, know. Boy. But thank you for fucking making sure that I get oh. it. Bruce Tuttle. Hey. Love me some Bruce Tuttle. Bruce has been making great, uh, making great Photoshops for the show. Oh, right. you're not drinking. You don't have a drink. Hey, Joe, we need empty. some beers. Joe, Mother for the love of fuck. Come on, man. Stretch your legs. Joe, I'm going to be done with this whiskey in a second. I just have a... I just have a whiskey. This is bourbon. Dude, what is going on? How much have you... Oh, well, you've had a, a bottle of whiskey. You, you, you had a Tor, he drank a bottle of whiskey. I know, I saw. <laughs> it's all requests Wednesday night, and it's oh, just Duke's God. asking Dottie to drink. What the, the fuck are you talking about? He is labeling you as his enabler. You asked me if you could it's have bourbon. I said, take yeah, as dude. much as you want. That's yeah. all I said. I knew what I needed to perform. And you were right. <laughs> Tor, you seem concerned. What's the matter? I just know how this story goes. I know how it ends. It ends with you taking him home. No, it ends with Orgy Beer taking him home. Get Orgy on the phone. We got a Get fat him. Thursday. We, I can't be driving up and down 66 all it's a night. a big fat Thursday. It's Why? a huge Thursday. Why is Thursday so fat? Because I'm going to be in Lambo. Oh, I didn't know. We got some other stuff to do. Oh. We do? Yes. Well, maybe you should give me the heads up because I thought tomorrow was just a normal day. <laughs> oh, no. No. Big Thursday. Whoops. That's well, good to, to hear about it now, after the yeah. second yeah, show right. we've been over three hours. Closing in on midnight. Uh, <laughs> Sam Harbaugh's hatred for Malignant just donated. Damn. I'm not drinking. I'll be drinking. No, thank you. Oh, that's hey. funny. That is very funny. Well, we didn't have any beers. Take your time there, Joe Kim. Grazie, grazie, Joe. There you go, buddy. What? Wow. I got a that's I the anti-Joe beer. What is that? I'll take this. Is that a multivitamin? It's good for you. It's a pure it's good. Be a, uh, for my family. For your family. A, a beer for ants. As that was stone coldish right there. Well on done. On this very table. <laughs> I got something for you. Yeah, if Corey sent over a donation, I don't see it, bud. So tell me I might want to check that old CC action. We'll do. The CCCCC action. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. I love movies. Don't it's you delicious, guys? isn't it? Oh, it's so good. Spotting Oktoberfest. Uh, nothing bad from the Spotting. If one more motherfucker brings a case of pumpkin beers up here, I'm burning this whole fucking place. Bring down. more Spotting. Whether Spotten. it's Oktoberfest, whether it's their regular, whether it's their Doppelbach, go for it. Oh, they do make good. excellent beer. Very good. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. You all right there, uh, Tor? All good. What happened to Corey Rita? I don't know. What happened to Spider Clamp? Don't know. They're but in the wait. chat. They both were messaging their asses off like they were coming up here. Right? A lot of people that said they were working tonight, I guess they uh, they were oh. able to. Yeah, oh. That's what it is. Oh, that's hurtful. Well, thank you again to John Page and to yeah. Joe Tannehill for showing up here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Those guys showed up big. Thank you to all of our donators, by the way. Thank you for Annie for picking up the slack for Charles Gooch. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Charles. Annie's a good man. Andy Schoenard made sure that somebody would pick up the lazy slack assness of Charles Cooch's oh effort. <laughs> well, I'm just saying what's what's being said here. Oh, okay, you're just tab. you're just yeah, quoting. Yeah. These aren't my words, guys. Okay, I appreciate that. Then you're just you can't be a good journalist if you mix the message up. Not yeah. at all. And I think we've all been speaking too much tonight, right? Yeah. I mean, I could go on talking all night. Dude. <laughs> I'm tired of talking, Dukes. I just want to go up to my shack and get drunk. For the record, that was goat. 